So, ready to go, I think. Are you ready? I think so. I think I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready and waiting. Ready and waiting. Let's do this stuff. Hello and welcome to show 175 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 175! See, trying to, I'm trying to get those intros even more impressive every week. Oh, they, they're very impressive. It goes on like that for three minutes. That's awful. What is that? Is that a horrible thing in the world? It's some art project from this idiot. It's unbelievable. It's like the worst thing that's ever been made. I keep saying that with all these things I find on our cringe, and it just keeps getting worse. I mean, who would do that? Why would you do that? An art student. I'm edgy. I'm different. I'm weird. Right here, this and the worst part is that there's this room full of students who presumably need to like listen and give him feedback. So they're all like watching him very earnestly as for three minutes he keeps saying over and over again, I found this beat on my Apple cup. Shut the God! I hate you! Well, you should off. die! Shut the his name is brilliant. Steve Booty. Honestly, brilliant. And yes. um, could, could I ask you, have you any idea where I could get cheap Newport and Marlborough cigarettes? Any ideas? Um, no, not really. Why? Well, that if, dumb if, game? You, if you have a look in our shout box on the site, there's a nice link to where you can oh, buy those. Sweet. Hello, friend. I love getting cheap cigarettes. That's very yeah, nice of person to come and let us know about that. And Nick Nigeris is uh, wants twenty Super Kings, please. Apparently, I could get you some cigarettes from a place called the Barras in Glasgow, too, if you want some. Yeah, I don't smoke actually. <laughs> I'm I'm just berating Duke for not like checking out the spam in the shower box and getting rid of it like he should do. I'm working on it. I'm doing it now. How long has it been there? Oh, about two days, probably. Really? That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad, Dadger. You're pretty bad. And we're still on 172 on the link on the uh, the VG podcast. Yeah, I had a bike ride I had to organize. We raised $4,000 this weekend. If only somebody now, else no- could possibly update the site. Now, normally, normally I would say, yeah, fair enough, Duke. But that 172 was two weeks ago, Duke. <laughs> well, I've been busy for two weeks. Yeah, doing a, what, a bike ride. My student teacher's only teaching three-fifths of my classes. 
your ass must be very sore from all that bike riding for two weeks constantly. Well, I haven't been riding bikes for two weeks, but I've been preparing for the bike ride and gathering sponsor premiums and making flyers and sending out postcards and leafleting at the farmer's market. Yeah, well, that's all very good, you know, and I, I can see that, you know, that what you're doing is a very good thing. Yeah, but, it is, so shut up. The Dutch Get your priorities straight, man. Get your priorities right. Hey. Get on the side. Sort it out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. God, look at you guys. Anyway, introduce. We got a special guest. Why? Why you gotta be? I know. I know. I know. The guest is here. All right. Be nice. So there's me here. Uh, Yay, you, Daddy. All that stuff always. Uh, There's also Duke. You've heard him moaning. I found this beat. Yep. Chinny's not here because he's eating pasta and pizza, possibly. So he's uh, he's in Venice. You know, Venetian stuff and, you know, climbing towers, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's right. Jumping off climbing onto towers. haystacks. Jumping off onto haystacks. He could well be doing that. Could well. Actually, I saw there was a thing of the worst sort of uh, glitches in games the other day. I saw a video. And, and one of them was Assassin's Creed 3. And somehow they'd managed to tip over, you know, one of the trailers with the hay with, like, being pulled by a horse. Yeah. But... But it was stuck in the floor being dragged along, so there was only half of it showing, and he was hidden inside the haystack. Nice. So so he kept jumping out, grabbing guards, and pulling them into a haystack, which was half underground that you couldn't touch. It was just going through boxes and all sorts of crazy stuff. It was very crazy looking. Uh, but yes, that being said, we have got a special guest uh, who who quite often fills in, to be fair. He's be reliable. Fair, he is very reliable. Thank He's you. always Thank available. You. You. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we we don't very often sort of have a week off. We all try and sort of make it, you know, Today's over holidays. Lifestyle making you tense and impatient. Shut up and get to the point. Give us his yeah, name. I know. I know. Yeah. So we have got Amar here again. So uh, nice to have you on as always. Hey guys, episode one hundred and seventy-five. It it's is the indeed. Diamond Jubilee plus seventy-five or seventy-five. Yes. The Diamond Jubilee. I have no wow. idea. No, it's not. It's not a hundred years, because otherwise, one hundred seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, but a diamond jubilee isn't a hundred years. I don't think. I don't What's one hundred seventy-five? Isn't there some need oh, for that? Is it balls? It's <laughs> way too be. many. To... What's sesquicentennial? I have no idea. Now you're just talking weird no, words. That's a real word. No, I did say it was. I didn't say it wasn't real. I said it was weird. There's no disintegration anyway. page for centennial. I don't know. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> that all being said, we should <laughs> talk about some other stuff again. Um, my daughter, right, and, and you, you're gonna like this, Jude. You're gonna like this. Ah. She's she's got this thing now that she's doing called I am learning, right? Which the headmaster at her school has told all the kids they have to do. Oh, I saw right? this. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, and it actually, when you actually see it properly you know when she because she has to log in with a school id and her own username and password and everything uh but basically it's like video game learning for kids nice is it good or is it stupid no it's it's actually not too bad so basically it's sort of split up into all the different subjects so you've oh, got I found languages. It. you ready for this there's a long name dodrans bicentennial brilliant wow, yeah. that's something every day don't I? You don't hear that every day, do you? Sesquicentennial is 150. All right, okay. Well, it's bicentennial, which is 200. 
Super. So welcome to the Dodrans Bicentennial episode. Brilliant. Yeah. 175 yeah, I, episodes, guys. That's fantastic going. It, it really is. is. Oh, no, it's more than that. It's actually, just a minute, I'll tell you how many. Speaking. That's, not, that's oh. not the real amount. Do you want to know the real amount? Well, I've actually. Five I've, episodes, the Quasqui Centennial. Yeah, it is a minute. The real amount is 276, is what we've really oh, done. Dizam! But there's no special name for 270. What <laughs> is it? 276 or 226? 270, 276 altogether. On, yeah, iTunes, on iTunes, it only, it only shows you episode 75 to the present day. So what I've done is I've gone onto Podbean and downloaded episodes one seventy five and yeah, that's I think where you get the, good the previous stuff. ones. Yeah, yeah, because because we obviously I don't otherwise it just you know when you see them they just go I can set it to show all episodes but it just go on forever like two hundred seventy and to be honest with you some of the older ones are missing because when we first started doing the show I only had a a sort of lesser account that I than I have now on on Podbean so. You had to delete shows to upload new ones, but I have a professional account now, so we can sort of continue. Ooh, professional, professional. Yeah, so we pay. I pay a bit more a year, and that way we can keep all the shows that we do, so we don't have to keep on deleting. That's shows right, suckers. That's right. Well, um, yeah, so I am learning. Just to give you a bit of a, a thing about. It. So basically, it's like all the schools. There's a league table for all the different schools, so that's cool, isn't it? So all the schools actually uh, compete against each other. Hey, wait, I got a Simpsons moment that's perfect for this. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> yeah, it is I'm lurking. Uh, <laughs> it's the best part at the end there. Yeah. Nah, I, think, I think we... <laughs> yeah, I think we're still talking Nintendo over it. Right, all right, both of you shush and let me play it. Okay, here we go. I'm learning. <laughs> there you go. Definitely worth for the way that was, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, so basically, go on. You answer questions on a subject, and if you, the more you get right, the better you do. Yeah. And then, and then you get to do like a little mini game. One was like a bit of a track and field sprint thing. Um, there's one where you get to splat the teacher with sort of custard pies. Well, what does it have to do with learning? Well, it's sort of the reward for completing the questions and getting them right, and then you That's get points, and then you can buy a pet. Then you can name it, and you get points for getting more more questions you get right, the more points you get, and the more points gets your prizes, so you can get like collars for your pets. So it's a bit like sort of uh, you know, these things that all the kids like. He's not I, I don't think it'd be any good for teenagers, but for younger kids like Millie, you know. You could mix it, like actual learning with uh World of Warcraft addiction, you'd mm-hmm. you'd have people would become PhDs like overnight. Well, there was a guy who did. Have you seen this um, realm class realm or something? This guy's developed. He's tried to do a Kickstarter, but didn't get it get it through in America. And basically, that's basically what class realm is. So you get level ups, and you get you know the more stuff you do at school. Yeah, but that's that's just a weak attempt to make the same thing. That's not the real thing. Yeah. No, it isn't the real thing, but he's sort of tried to apply that logic in his class to give rewards for doing well, which is similar to what Millie's yeah. doing now. I'm That's surprised, so I'm surprised that it's not been done. Before. I'm surprised it took this long for this to come out. I mean, I had a look at this. Yeah. You put it on Twitter. And uh, some of the games, well, the sports one was like Hypersports, which is out on Xbox Live, and that was um, an 8-bit game back in the Spectrum Commodore days. But I saw that, and I thought, oh, bloody hell, they're sort of fun. Um, Done well to take education with uh, playing games, so well done. Oh my god, it's too There's an XKCD about GeoGuessr. Ah, you see, I like that game. 
You should check out this comic. By the way, by the way, you know when you were saying about wouldn't it be cool if you did GeoGuessr and it was your own street that came up? Don't tell me. Now, that didn't happen. (laughs) But what did did happen was Scarborough Castle came up uh, on GeoGuessr. And I've been there many times as a kid and recognised it straight away. Uh, So I did that and I went and I was something like... uh, 100 meters off the spot where it wanted me to guess yeah. so i was like it was amazing i was like and then you start Castle? putting in like singing dogs when you get something close yeah it should do it should do but it's, it's still great and i've found the best time to play is when i'm editing the podcast it's a great sort of you know distraction while i'm just sort of How listening are you not editing the podcast while you're editing the podcast no, well, I, I, I'm mainly listening, aren't I? If there's any issues, uh, you know, things I need to be removed, I just sort of pour, you know. See, when I'm doing the syncast, I'm always writing down the things, the spots where we mess up. Nah, I should do that, but I never do, because I always listen to it back anyway, so it wouldn't make any difference even if I did that. Eh. Because I listen to it back, and sometimes there's a bit of dead air here and there, or, you know, some funny noise that appears because, for whatever reason, someone scratches the face or something while they're recording. You know, so I'm always doing that. Anyway, that all being said, um, yeah, I believe you've got a story for us this week, Amar. Is that correct? Yeah, don't do it. When I'm not killing zombies, I'm listening to the Veteran Gamers podcast. Story, story, story time. I sort of download all all of your podcasts and um, big fan of the show. And what I tend to do is one show tends to last me a week uh, when I start traveling to work and travel back. So I downloaded episode 174 on Friday, and I finished the previous one on Sunday. So this morning, Monday morning, I you know get the new one on my, pod, on my, on my iPod, and, and I'm ready to go in to work to commute on the train. And um, so it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm on the train, standing up. It's packed, and there's you know school children, businessmen, old men, women, teachers, all sorts on this train. And uh, that's when uh, this particular um, segment uh, with uh, Mr. Chinny happens. So if you can play that clip. Okay, so um, video games, Batman, Arkham City, I am playing it. I've got to the freeze thing. And oh, freeze, yeah, freeze, freeze is all like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm so cold. Get me my suit. All right, I'll do it in an Arnie voice. Oh, I'm so cold. What's an Arnie voice? Get out. Okay, I got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a method actor. <laughs> uh, you know, this is all right. Classic, so I go up to freeze and he goes, oh, get my suit. I'm so cold. All right. I'll, so you go, well, you're, you're, you're a prick. You uh, need to find a cure or some shit. Um is get to my suit and I will tell you where it is. So you get the suit and then he's in his suit and then... And he uh, goes like this. Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's weird, right? Well, honestly, sometimes when I'm, I'm actually editing it, I'm laughing while I'm editing it, you know, when I listen back to some of the stuff Chinny comes out with, you know, so I'm, I'm sort of chuckling along even when I'm sort of hearing it for the second time. So that comes on and um, I, I collapse. I'm literally laughing tears on my face. And you've got to imagine it's 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday morning, <laughs> everyone's zoned out and my laptop bag goes on the floor and I'm like, I'm hands on my knees and I'm like <sighs> laughing tears in my eyes. <laughs> And everyone just steps back, like, what the bloody hell is going on here? Don't try to so, rob that guy. Oh, bloody. So then I sort of calm down, pick up my bag, and, you know, very, very awkward um, trip 
to Glasgow Central Station. And uh, I think tomorrow morning I'll need to take another another train into work because I don't think I could face those people on the train. But when no, wait, that, man, that's when you're supposed to amp it up and go, what? What are you looking at? Oh, I tell you, it was probably one. Gamers. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and I just, you know, I just, I just lost it. I just laughed in tears, and fantastic. Yeah, we're totally random. Do you know what? We, we, early in the early days, because we, I don't know, we've always sort of, you know, Chinny's always been kind of funny, but but I remember us getting an email a long, long time ago, and someone I can't even remember who it was now, uh, but someone was was in the gym training, running on a treadmill. Started laughing at something, lost the balance, and fell off. So, I, so we have I, had that, might, that person in, might have actually been hurt. I felt kind of bad about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have we have had uh, podcast injuries, you know, from listening to our podcast, which is attention, everyone. Here. Make sure you listen to this in a safe environment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wear, wear sort of personal protective equipment if necessary. Headguard. I don't want this to elbows. be you. I just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. Although, if you're going to oh, fall, God. falling into some butterscotch is a good way to fall. It's always, it, always. Do not less cement operating heavy machinery, etc., etc. Exactly. Yeah, don't be doing that. Um, we were just sort of discussing, by the way, Amar. Uh, Duke's, obviously, it's his turn for, uh, you know, play my game this week. So, what we thought we could do, potentially, if Duke recommends, and if you play it, because you may not want to, but if you do, you could send us an email for next week's show just to let us know how you got on. Consider it done. Or if it's okay. a game you want us to play, we could have you take the lead. That could be really, 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 really psychotic and give Stu a Nintendo game to play. Mm. Ooh. Well, yeah, but he's got a bit. We've got to have the console to do the it. Console. I, I, you can't just sort. You can't make me buy a console to play a game you want me to play. But anyway, have a thing. We'll we'll decide when we get to that seg- we'll segment. I have to figure it out right now. Well, what are we doing then? Are we, no, are I said we, we just don't have do to figure juice? it out right now. Oh no, we don't have to figure no. it out. Right? Okay. So that being said, talking of playing games, so what have you been playing, Amar, since we last spoke to you? Because you got one of those Wii U things. Oh don't you? bloody you know hell! Oh yeah, dead. Uh, well, I've um, well actually, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, the the game that I've been playing quite a lot of is on my iPad. And it's a game called Pool by a company called Miniclip. Now, there's tons and tons of games called Pool on the App Store. So it's and the P-O-L? one, yeah, P O L, and it's by a company called Miniclip. Uh, it was free when I downloaded it, but it might be sixty-nine pence, something, whatever. Um, and it's an extremely addictive online pool game. And I must have sunk in about twenty-seven hours in total into this game. So is this just like playing other people at pool yeah, and that's yeah, all it is? That's, yeah, yeah, but what it is, you've got to, every hour you get 25 um, coins, 25 chips, and you start on by basically gambling those 25 chips against another person. And if you win the match, you get your 25 chips plus other persons. So you build up and up and up, and you rank up, level up, get achievements until you unlock the next table, in which case the entry for that table is 200 chips. And if you unlock the next one, it's 500 chips and 1,000 chips, and you can buy extra cues and power-ups and, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. But um, it is extremely addictive, and it's probably the first um, game on the iDevices I extremely love, so it's well worth getting. So let me ask you, I mean, we've talked about sort of pool and snooky games. Do the balls explode? Because we always felt that would make it more exciting. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't sound that great, then. What do you think, Duke? Um, I don't know. It might be good. It might be good. Might be good. But exploding balls is much better. 
Well, you were the one who was going after the exploding balls. I don't remember being that crazy about it. But it could be fun. I don't know. I don't know. If be, I had a pad, I might it. give it a shot. Is it a standard eight ball pool? Is it? Um, it is. Um, it's um, it's solid colors or stripes. It's not like you know in the UK rules pools where you've got red ball and the and and so and the yellow ball. It's just stripes and solids, and uh, it's probably one of the best games. It's up there with um, what's the name of that space game that that I played quite a while ago? The one that um, it's like Elite on the iPad. Oh, Galaxy on Galaxy Fire. Galaxy on Fire too. Yeah. So I would say this is this surpasses. This sur- this surpasses that I think. Um, oh come on, come on! How how do you compare right a sort of space strategy trading game to a game of pool? Because pool it's quick it's quick pick up and play as opposed to a strategy game where you sit there for hours thinking. Hmm. Well, that I can respect, but that doesn't make me it doesn't make me think it'll be better than the other one. Uh, well, You're I mean, I'm just kidding. Well, I've sunk in more time into this than any other game, so I've been playing that. Um, I also picked up um, Fire Emblem on the 3DS a few weeks ago. Yeah, I've, I've read about this, but I just is 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 it very Japanese sort of um, turn based? It's 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 Final Fantasy meets Advance Wars. If you've ever played Advance Wars on the DS. No, never play. No, it's a, it's it, it is it can be pretty daunting. It's got a fantastic storyline. I've only played this for a few hours, and uh, I think it's um, it's 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 a, it's a really good game. It's it's Japanese, which is um might not be your cup of tea. Um, no, you see, I like as you know, I like weird Japanese games, but I'm not Japan. overly keen on on weird turn-based RPG Japanese games. That's my trouble. Well, this is just that it's um, turn-based Japanese RPG. Whether it's weird or yeah, not, it's not. It's not going to be my thing. I, you know, prefer you yeah. know Catherine stuff like that. You yeah. know, stuff like that's just really far out there. Yeah, and um, the other few bits and bobs I've been playing. Um, Nintendo had this promotional thing on on the Wii U where certain virtual console games are thirty pence, which is about fifty cents. Was it? Please play a game on our console. Yeah, so I picked up. Was that the, Was that what they were doing? Is, yeah, so I picked up um, Super Mario World um, last month, and over the weekend, Super Metroid popped up, which is something that I didn't play on the SNES when it came out in 1994. But right, okay, let me ask you this, and I'll ask this to Duke as well, right? You've got right. Listen, listen, right. So you know, Xbox have announced whatever the hell they're doing, right? No, We've they haven't. The PS- they're doing it tomorrow. No, I know. This, we're pretending we're in the future now. Oh, in the dude. future. All right. I'm in my hovercraft. Go ahead. Bear with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've picked up either the PS4 or the Xbox Infinity 720, whatever the hell oh, it's going to yeah. be called. Because, you know. That. Right? And then you sort of get a few months down the line. And the only game you can play, right, is Manhunt from the PS2 era. You know what I mean? What's all that about? So you've got a Wii U, which is like the latest console. And what you're playing on it is something from bloody donkeys years ago. Well, look, how about this? Instead of bringing your loaded question in, I'm Ross. Let me ask you: How do you feel about the kinds of games that are available for the Wii U? Uh, there are no games available for the Wii U at this point in time. <laughs> this is what no, I'm mean. I'm not, I'm not, uh, Are you but, mad? But, but the thing is, it's only been out for five or six months. Um, I think better, better, better position to talk about this in six months' time when it, when you know, come close to Christmas when you when you've got the. Well, when- when you got what the next version of Mario out and the next version of Mario Kart out and the next Zelda game? You yeah, mean. but still, you're not you're not going to get new franchises from anyone. 
I know, but that's that's to me. I'm just like, mm. it's not going to be true about the new Xbox too. No, is it Echo's like going to be true? Well, I, I would doubt it. You know, there'll be some new franchises coming out on it. I would think. Oh no, they'll well, have, have an Ace up the sleeve. You trust me? Well, they'll have um, you know, you'll have a new Halo, a new Forza, a new FIFA. You probably will have all of those, but I'm sure they'll have some other stuff up the sleeves. We'll wait and see, but I'm sure there'll be something being announced very soon. Yeah, I mean, in the next the, I mean, 24 hours for us. I mean, I, I sent That's I sent in a letter a few episodes ago, and you guys were kind enough to read it out. I think the reason why I bought the Wii U now was because it was at the price point that I think it should have been launched at. So that's I got mine for two hundred and twenty pounds from Zavi's. Yeah, but recently Asda or Tesco has been selling for 150 quid. Ah, but that's the basic bundle, those two. Yeah, but even so, you know, it's like... Mm. But there's still well, how often do you play your 3DS? You have no right to judge anybody for jumping on a technology bandwagon. Ah, well, that's where you're wrong, because you know, as you know, I've been playing my 3DS on and off quite a lot lately. I'm just saying, you virtue, jump at New Tech all the time. Reward, man. You jump at New Tech reward, all the time. I do, but I don't. I do and I don't. And I really the th- thing is, I mean, Xbox, the new Xbox will be announced tomorrow. I will probably end up buying it on launch day, but I fully expect, um, I think there's going to be an issue with backward compatibility in the sense that there won't be any. Um, so I think we could have a couple of months where not a lot comes out. So the Xbox is going to find itself in the same situation as the Wii, and all you'll have on there would be Xbox Live games. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. this whole uh, no backwards compatibility stuff isn't at least in part motivated by the desire of game developers to be like, we can sell people these games all over again. Just don't yeah, make I the new systems backwards well, compatible. Yeah, I, mean, I've, 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 I mean, I've bought Mario World about three or four times already. I've bought I'm it on the So, um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, I, think, I think it will happen on the Xbox. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Nintendo fanboy, and the reason why I bought the Nintendo was to play the latest Mario Kart and the Zeldas and the Mario, so... As long as they bring those out, that's fine. You see, I'm just bored of all the Mario games now because they're all the same. It's just like, oh, it's Mario with nicer looking graphics or whatever it is. But <laughs> I'll give you Mario. I think uh, that is getting boring. However, Mario Galaxy, to bring out Mario Galaxy 3 HD, fantastic. By the way, I never said my daughter finished Mario 3D World on the 3DS, by the way. So she finished that. Done, dusted, finished the whole game, got the end screen and all that and the credits and stuff. Did she do the extra levels as Luigi? Uh, yes, she's done some of those as well. I don't think she's done all of those, but she started playing as Luigi, yes, so she's doing that as well. So, yeah, she's just a beast on stuff like that, though. I'm just like, eh. Sort of, you know, I play it for a while and I'm like, I'm bored now. <laughs> Need to play someone else. So what? Have, I mean, have you have you been playing? Have you played Bioshock Infinite? Have you played Tomb Raider? Um, obviously, it's they're, since we last spoke well, to they're you. they're on my list um, of games to get when at a specific price point. Um, if I'm being honest, I mean, what I've really been doing in the last couple of last three or four weeks, I've been on this retro game buying splurge as of late. So I've been buying up um, Sega Saturn games and Dreamcast games. On eBay. And oh yeah, I've, I've seen. I've seen you tweeting about those. Yeah, so I picked up. Uh, I think it was just over this weekend. I picked up about five Sega Saturn games for about ten pounds in total. Uh, right. And on the Dreamcast, I picked up uh, things like Ready to Rumble, which is the best boxing game I've played. It still plays pretty well. well let, let me ask you this, right? So you buy the? Are you buying these games just to collect them, or are you actually playing, like I'm, actively playing? I'm them? collecting them and I'm playing them. And I've got to oh, say, yeah. and I've got to say, the Dreamcast, um, even though it came out in 1999. It still holds up pretty damn well today. You know, is it like 
you know, back in the day where you used to play a just a game for ten minutes and put another one in. No, well, what I'm, what I'm finding is um, it's a lot. It's, the games are a lot harder uh, on the Dreamcast than they are compared to the stuff you get on the Xbox and PS3. Um, some of the games are just, um, you know, if you, if you lose your lives and get three continues and use them up, that's it, game over. Um, oh yeah, I mean they, they were totally <sighs> brutal the games back then. You know, there was no easy rides on the on those. Oh, definitely really. not, definitely not. So I've I've sort of um, also managed to get my hands on an American Nintendo sixty four as well, which is pretty good. Um, and the reason for that was because I found out that um, as as people in Europe. Uh, in the 16-bit days, uh, we got crippled games from Sega and Nintendo. Did you know about this too? I did not. No. No, well, the, the American and the Japanese, um, the, your electricity runs at 60 hertz. And in the UK, it's 50 hertz. And because of that, I think, I think it was lazy programming, personally. Um, American games run 17% faster than the UK games. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So um, there's... So if, if, if you take Pilot Wings or F Zero, <laughs> so if you run them side by side, you can actually physically, you can actually see in front of you the American games running faster than the UK ones. So um, I've been uh, I've been able to get my hands on an American Nintendo sixty four and just slowly buying bits and bobs for that. But um, yeah, not playing but, anything. But, recently. but won't it burn out like your electrical outlet or something? Isn't that when that's no, faster no, for? No, it's not. It's to do with the. It's the way they've coded. I mean, I can't, I can't understand. I mean, no. On it just on the, sounds weird and bizarre. I'm trying to imagine why they would do that. On the Wii Virtual Console, the Mario World they've released on the Wii Virtual Console is actually it's the it's actually the 60 hertz version, but oh. yet the Wii U runs at 50 hertz. So it's down to lazy developer programming. That's the only thing I can say. No, well, I think it's partly that, and like you, you are sounding like a bit of a PC elitist at the moment. I've got the American <gasps> version, which uh, runs at a much faster frames per second because it's yeah, got a bit of a higher power output. PC elitists are just like it's a master race. Nah. Graphics are a little <laughs> bit better. That's cool to have games running faster. Like, uh oh, what yeah, do you mean, I mean little bit? I mean, what do you mean, little bit better? Oh God! I mean, <laughs> wait, I have a sound clip for that. Where is it? Somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. Stuart, please stop watching ah. minor aesthetic details. Ah. As you ah. told. So anything else? Anything else that you've been up to? Anything else that you've been playing this last six months or so since you were last on? <laughs> um, I took uh, Chinese Recommendation and I played and I, and I bought Mafia 2, which is... Um, oh, great game. Which is pretty damn good, actually. I got it for something like 10, brand new for £10, which is an absolute steal. So that was a... A recommendation by Chinese. So have you, have you finished that? Have you actually finished it? Uh, no, I I I don't tend to finish games, um, and oh. and and it's um, it's I'm a video problem. Dude. It's, it's not a, a problem. problem. Whatever, you play them until you don't have fun, until something else comes along. I think it's lack of time and too many games and not enough hours. Being distracted from games from 1989. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that might have something to do with that as well. Oh, this game wow. is really good. Hey, look, this game runs a little bit faster. Oh, screw this other game. I'm going to play this other game a little faster now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that being said, I've actually been playing some new games, so I'll talk about that then. So, I got Metro Last Light on the PC. Oh, yeah, huh? it's the sequel to Metro 2033. It is indeed. And you yes, saw the, uh, what is it, the... 
what do you call it? The thing with the stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the gas masks, and you got to take short breaths. Yeah, there's all of that still there. They have fixed a lot of the issues from the last game uh-huh. in some respects, and some they haven't fixed. Um, I've had quite a lot of technical issues, I've got to say. That's so, good. I know. So I installed the game, and, and you know, I've, it's, I haven't got a high-end gaming PC, but I've got a fairly decent you just one. Bought, it's, it's already a year old, so it's ancient. Oh yeah, it's fairly decent though. Um, so I loaded it up, and it, it does the auto detect for your settings, and it set it at very high on 1080p. So That's I'm like, better. nice. Yeah, I'm like, nice. It's sort of doing all right here. It had tessellation on medium, and it had turned off um, physics, so it turned those off and went, yeah, don't bother trying with those on. It's probably better at this setting. Yeah. So I set it going, and it looked great, and I'm like, nice set going. Within about two minutes, it crashed. Right. So I'm like, oh jeez. <laughs> What's all that about? So I reset it, and then he goes, do you want to start in safe mode? I'm like, no. So I restarted the game, crashed again. So I was like, yeah, this isn't good. So I went in the settings, and I turned it down to high from very high, and I turned the tessellation off. Uh, And I think that's all I did. As you do. So I did that, and I started again. And then I probably played for about an hour, an hour and a half before he did it again. And then it crashed again, right? So I'm like, freaking hell. Now, luckily, in this game, you know, in, in obviously in uh, Metro, they were, they were sort of fairly longish between checkpoints. And it's still doing the same thing. There's no save where you like thing. It's still checkpoint system. That's bogus. Uh, but the fairly frequent, I would say you get a checkpoint at least once every sort of five minutes at the most. So they're fairly frequent checkpoints. Which is good in some ways and not so good in others. Because, it, again, you've got that risk of it giving you a checkpoint at exactly the wrong moment. Yep. You know, and I nearly had that again today, so I'll go into that when I talk a little bit more about the game. Um, so that's sort of going on. So I had all that, and then I got to it, then it sort of ran again for another two hours without any issues, right? No problems at all. And then I got to one section, and for whatever reason, it crashed every single time on those settings. So I was like, I have no idea why I'm doing this. So I started it up in safe mode, set it back to high from safe mode, and then again, it's been absolutely fine for like another two hours tonight without any issues. So I have no idea. I've been on the, on the, obviously on the interwebs having a look if anyone else is having issues, and it does seem to be a common theme of people crashing and people going, oh, I'm waiting until they patch it before I play it and all this sort of stuff. Um, what I'll say about it from a, from a visual standpoint and aesthetics and atmosphere, because that's important, but the atmosphere is very cool, I've got to say. The, the, the sort of, I mean, to, to sort of give you some examples... No, no, it's very similar, similar, but it just it, it looks even a bit nicer than the first one. That was a nice looking game. Yeah, well, uh, and the voice acting it isn't the best in the world, but I think because it's all done in a Russian accent, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, you know the voice acting is kind of cool, um, but it just I don't know the atmosphere. There's always sort of some sort of music playing wherever you are, you know, and the sort of people milling around and you can sort of listen in on conversations and you glean a bit more of you know what's going on just from like eavesdropping if you will yeah on what people are talking about uh there's no proper cut all the cutscenes are very half-life two-ish in so much as that you can nice. yeah still interact but you're not actually totally taken out of the game even if you are you can still look around even if you're not sort of you know sort of doing anything in you know moving or anything you're still looking around uh and one of the cool things they do, they do is sort of tell the story 
through again overheard conversations. So there's a bit where you're crawling through er ducts, very again Half Life Two ish. Uh, but you're stopping at different ones to listen to conversations between soldiers to find out what's going on. So yeah, it's very very cool, and I'm I'm liking everything about. Uh, and I've got some cool weapons at the moment. I've got this brilliant light like, er rifle, er rifle, yeah, uh, which which you pump up and it fires ball bearings. Uh, so it fires ball bearings, and it is like a snap, and it's got a night scope on it, so I can sort of just take people out in the dark, and they've no idea where I am. Nice. So I'm just sort of picking them up. There's like more ammo Skyrim. around. Yeah, there's more ammo around you. You'll be pleased to know. Oh, so there's plenty it. of ammo about to find. Uh, there's plenty of gas masks and filters around. Thank goodness. It's like it's very cool. You can like, like I say, I'm picking people off in the dark, creeping around. Um, this game, you don't have to do it totally stealth, but I'm enjoying the stealthy stuff more, to be honest. Once you and get stealth down, it can be a lot of fun. That's what it is, and, and to be honest with you, there is that sort of almost Batman element in so much as you'll pick someone off in the dark, and they're not really quite sure where you are, so they look a bit confused and they're looking around for you. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, once you get a bead on you, then everybody in the dog is shooting at you. Yep. So there, there is a little bit of that, but again, it's, it's still a lot of fun gotta say a lot of fun to be had with it uh the the above ground stuff is still the most interesting stuff you know where you're trying to get to you know from one point to another above the ground with your gas masks on and but yes today i had an, an interaction with like a boss type creature that more or less almost smashed my gas mask Damn. And, then, and then i got a save point with an almost smashed gas mask so i'm like that's not great luckily luckily i sort of Sort of legged it across this marsh and found another one on a on a downed soldier who was there. So, but again, that could have ended quite badly. I'd have got killed straight away. I don't know what I would have done. So I would have ended up stuck in this eternal loop of not being able to get to a gas mask to survive. Sort that would of thing. suck. Um, what the other thing cool? You know, in the first one, you had to press a button to lift your arm up to look at your watch, see how much time you had left. Yeah. In this one, your your wristwatch is on the inside of your wrist, so you you always know how much time's left on your gas mask. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Whenever you pick up new filters, it gives you the total time you'll have all together. Oh, that's pretty cool. So again, that's really cool. So there's lots of nice little touches you've done. The map's still as crap as always. In so much, it's just a narrow point. But it's in supposed the to be, man. Way. That's one of the things about it. Like you're like, oh, I think that adds yeah. to the immersion. It does a little bit. I mean, and just talking of immersion, just to show, tell you how much I was immersed in the game. I had my leg in a weird position without realizing, and the first thing I realized about it was when I started getting cramp in my, in my knee joint and all that. Ooh, and I hadn't even noticed, and I think because I was so immersed in playing the game, I'd not even noticed my, that my leg was cramping up. Yeah. So that, you know, it was kind of good. So yes, Metro Last Light, really enjoying it. It looks amazing. Uh, it looks fantastic. Oh, it does look amazing. It does. It is. A, a very nice looking game you know they really know how to push the boundaries uh but it is quite glitchy i've had stuff just floating randomly in mid i've had you know creatures doing weird stuff um so it's not it's not the most polished of games i've got to say uh but then they are a little developer in the ukraine so you know for to, well, the, the one thing i'm not too keen on is you know is obviously deep silver games who did um who bought them out you know or their parent company bought them out that's the first thing that comes on Deep Silver Games, as though it's the game, you know. And I'm thinking, no, actually, it'd already be more or less been finished when you bought it. Yeah. yeah. And and 4A Games, and apparently, and they haven't even put 4A Games on the promotional website for it. Oh. Which I think is just terrible. Come on, what are you doing, people? I have no idea what any of this means. 
Yeah, it just means that they're not recognising that 4A games have actually made it. It's like, it's a deep silver game. Um, but it's great, it's great. Really recommend it. I can recommend sort of uh, playing it. If you, if you like the first one, you'll definitely like this. It's more of the same. Yeah. It's possibly not quite as good because it doesn't. It, this is its own story, so it's not following... It's based on 2033, but not actually following any of the actual stories. So this is their own written story. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's I wonder if I would it's, like it's, it as much because I, you know, I read the book for the first one and it's so good. The book, so yeah, I wonder if this yeah. would irritate me that it's. No, I don't think so because it's still quite, it's still got quite the same sort of feel about it. And like I said, you know, I think it will be a better game for you though, Duke. You yeah, know, well, sure, I'll play it, and I think the improvements will. I will like the improvements. Yeah. Uh, and then someone recommended to me, I can't even remember who it was now, someone recommended to play one of these, you know, these hidden object games on the iPad. Yeah. Called called Mirrors of Albion. Right, so I was like, oh, I'll give this a whirl. I, I'm just not good at those games. Nah, I mean, I'm totally, totally rubbish at them. Uh, and it's this weird sort of very sickly sweet town and you're meant to be this detective and people are being abducted and you've got to work out who's being abducted by finding hidden objects and stuff. I have anything to do with people? So. I have no idea, but it's like a cat thing. I don't think so. I don't think well, it's it is. free, but... and I'm going to download it now. So mm. yeah, it looks nice, you know. And there's some very tinkly music, but it's certainly not my cup of tea. You know, I can, I can't get, I don't get the the appeal of these things. But Duke recommended a game I should play on the iPad, and I love it. Oh yeah, did I'm you play really it? Enjoying Sid it. Yeah, I've been playing loads of it. Yeah, called Ace Patrol. So it's Sid Meier. Yeah, uh, and it's basically set just at, like around the First World War, and you sort of you have to control, you know, biplanes and stuff, you know, fighting against the Germans. And is it like strategy or is it action? No, no, it's strategy. It's total strategy. So it's very similar in setup to you know like Civilization, where you can move so many moves at a time, but you're okay. obviously moving planes over an area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you you get your pilots now. I'm not too keen on the way they've monetized it, if I'm being really honest. Yeah. Because the way the way that they've done it, if you get a pilot down behind enemy lines, you have to buy like a medical thing for 69p to get them back out again, you know. Or if you go to a POW camp, you know. So if if you land on your own side, it's not too bad because you have to go to hospital and then they're out for say six rounds. You can't use that pilot again. Right. Uh, each of the pilots gets level ups and it can be how they can maneuver in the air they can do a full loop the loop and all this kind of crazy stuff uh and then all the, all of the missions are kind of cool so it'll be sort of like a mission might be defend one of your bases to stop them taking secret photos you know to get reconnaissance to take back or it might be uh go and sort of guide protect a bomber while it goes in and bombs one of their bases or it might just be one of their ace pilots has been dispatched you have to go and dogfight them to to sort of stop them getting into your airspace now now i know that dogging is a, is a different thing <laughs> yeah. Very fighting different. anything like that not at the moment uh, no. that was some code uh, no. but yeah i'm i'm enjoying it i've got to say battle I'm kind of impressed with that. That's... Uh, and then the final game I did try and play, and unfortunately I couldn't, uh, which was Among the Sleep. Oh, that's uh, which I've been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sleep, uh, not sheep, isn't it? I thought that was. No, some... it's definitely Among the Sleep. <laughs> and I've been looking out for this game for a while. Basically, uh, they've just had a very successful Kickstarter. They've raised over $250,000 to, uh, to fund this game. And basically, it's a very much. Uh, a horror game in the vein of sort of Slenderman, 
but from a two-year-old toddler's perspective. Oh no, 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 no! Oh god! So it's 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 very clever. So you're basically wandering around this great big house at night that's obviously got a poltergeist or whatever in it. And oh. I mean, the guy, the game starts off with the kid's cop being dragged across the oh, room by an unseen. Jesus. That's one of uh, that, right. that, that makes me what? really makes me really really squeamish. Um, little little kids and, and horror movies. Uh, I mean, I'm on uh, Google just in a Google search, and uh, this little boy with a little teddy bear around a corner, and there's a figure with claws coming out. Oh God, no no. Yeah. So it's very clever. I mean, I've, I've, the only way I've got I've actually watched someone playing the alpha build. So it's only an alpha build, but it just would not run. Uh, every time I clicked on the, you know, on the EXE to run it, it would just sort of say run, and then it would just go to a black screen, and I'd have to manually turn off the, the PC and turn it back on again. So I just couldn't get it to run, and I can't find anything to help me with it either. This is a really so, sneaky looking game. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, oh. I've watched someone playing it, uh, and it does look kind of cool. I've got to say, I'll definitely be playing it when it eventually yeah. comes out. There's dolls in there as well. That'll scare the two-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, so it definitely plays on all those fears you had when you were a little kid and can probably remember back. To <sighs> yeah, yeah. So kind of scary. So unfortunately, now Testament to Sherlock Holmes. I did play a version of this, but Duke and I will talk about that when he gets to the end of his bit, I guess. Which includes uh, not playing that. Yeah, so we'll come to that. So, Duke, what have you been up to, um, apart from not Testament of Sherlock Yeah, Holmes? so I'd like to thank some people. People keep gifting me things. It's so nice. Thank you, everybody who keeps gifting me things. Uh, Guy, or Gee, or Zeryug, um, he gifted me Cube Men, because he said, hey, you sound like you're getting into tower defense. Try this. And it's a cute little attempt to mesh tower defense with real-time strategy. Uh, I, it doesn't really work for me. The graphics are very, very simple, which is fine. I don't really have a problem with that. But it's really hard to tell what you're supposed to do on each level. And, of course, each level is very different. So, you know, on one level, you're supposed to use the really powerful dude right off the bat and spend all your money on him. And in other levels, you're supposed to get a whole bunch of little people that you can lose one or two, but you still have ten left. Um so, I mean, whatever. I might li- like it better if I play it some more, which I will, but right, I'm not blown away right off the bat. I, I mean, I really appreciate the gift, and I- I- I'm glad I played it, but it's not really my cup of tea. I went back to Defense Grid, and I'm playing that a little bit. Um, but then I got – there was this uh, thread on Reddit that said someone posted a picture of a map from Call of Duty 4, and they wrote, I missed this map. And, and, you know, it's a screenshot of the, the map. And as soon as you see it, those of us who have played a lot of Call of Duty 4, I was right back in that map having lots of fights. I knew where I hid in that map and all that stuff. I knew where the hot spots were. So I started thinking about Battlefield Modern Combat, the, the uh, console Battlefield 2 game. And I posted a picture of one of the maps from that. And I wrote, I missed this map. And then I started thinking, God, that game was awesome. So I stopped by the Communist Game Shop to see if they had Battlefield 2 Modern Combat. And they didn't. But it's probably for the best because I looked up later. I was like, you know what? I thought I remembered hearing something about those servers getting turned off anyway. And it's true. They did. EA turned those servers off a while ago. So yeah, I, I was going to say it would be about five years ago. That probably. Oh, it's a lot. Or it, it, that was on the PS2. That was an ancient game. So yeah, but they did they did a oh, they sixty version though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, oh, they did. Right, right, right. So they turned the servers off a while ago. Yeah. So whatever. Um, and then I bought 
they just, so they didn't have Battlefield 2 Modern Combat, but they did have Bad Company 1. And I remember playing that and having a good time with it. So I figured I'd give that a whirl. But those servers are dead, too. And maybe I maybe they're not off, but it kept saying, like, the game you're trying to connect to has some downloadable content that you don't have, so download it now. So I went to see what there was, and there was a couple of free things that I know I downloaded back in the day. So I was just like, whatever, this is obviously not going to work. But I had that Battlefield itch all of a sudden. So I was like, all right, I got to... Because, you know, capturing control points and having big maps. So I, I still have Battlefield 3, so I was like, all right, I'll try Battlefield 3 because I haven't played that in a while. Let's see how that is. Those maps are badly designed. There's two maps where, first of all, they all have only three control points, which you know I hate. But the other thing is they're designed in a straight line. So as soon as the enemy controls the middle one, that's it. They just sit and they hold the middle one forever, and there's no way to sneak around them. So it's so frustrating because it's like it's all about the map design, and it's designed badly, and I'm like, ah. So then I was looking online, and I, I noticed that Steam has Battlefield 2. And Battlefield 2 back in the day was like, that was, in some ways, it was the Call of Duty of PC gaming because it was, it was so open. It was uh, people were really playing it a lot back in the day. So I was like, I'll give this a try. Now it's twenty dollars, which is still a lot for that old of a game. But I downloaded it, and um, I don't know. I'm having fun with it. It's good. It's you know there aren't too many servers still going. There's like ten servers at any given point, but some of them are full and you can really have a good time playing on some of those maps. Now, a lot of the servers are just one map over and over again, which I think is stupid. I hate when people do that. They're like, this is the best map ever. We're just going to play this map and nothing else. I'm like, that's stupid. You paid for like 10 maps. So whatever. But it's really fun. I'm having a good time with it. So, um, And then I was like, I also feel like playing a more recent shooter. So I started playing some more uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and they released some new maps recently for like $5. So that was cool. Right. Um, so you still you still liking that? I am still liking it. It's it's a hard game. Like I'm used to an average Call of Duty round where I get ten kills and I get killed, you know, eight times or whatever. But with Global Offensive, I'm lucky if I get five kills in like ten rounds. So right. It's it's I have to change my expectations, you know what I mean? And I just I recognize I'm not very good, but in a way that makes getting a kill so much more thrilling cuz it's more rare and I'm like, yeah. So whatever. Yeah, by the way, I didn't say my uh, gaming keyboard and mouse arrived. <gasps> Ooh, fancy. Oh, Birthday present. Yes. Yes, they're very nice Ooh, I have to say. Happy belated birthday, Stu. Thank you. But what's cool about the mouse especially, it's got a little switch on top. That I can change the DPI setting on the fly. So I can change the sensitivity just by a click of a little button on top of the mouse. And uh, so do you program like several things or do you just... No, it's got it's got uh, one, two, three, four, eight different settings. Oh my goodness. And obviously, yeah. Isn't there a danger so, that you'll be like shooting a bad guy and then suddenly, boop, you switch the settings? No, no, you have to click it down to do it. And it's not in a place where your finger would normally go. So it's sort of set there. Uh, the keyboard's very cool. It's, it glows red. It's a, a sidewinder for a Microsoft keyboard. Uh, but it's very nice again. Uh, and this has got macro settings. So if I was into RTS games, it's got... Uh, wait a minute, how many has it got on these? Uh, uh, 18 different macros you could set for Goodness. it. Goodness. 
So I was showing Millie what he did. So I, I was sort of, I typed something, used the macro to do it on Word and then sort of press it. And she's like, and it was typing, hello, Millie, how are you today? And it, nice. she was like, well, what's up? The PC's talking to me. Did you really <laughs> say that or are you just... No, she was she she was she was she did think it was a bit like magic because she couldn't understand how it was doing it. She was like, "How is it doing that?" Yeah, no, it's, it's a macro. I'll show you. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm very impressed with them, and the the sensitivity is great. I've got to say, you know, and it's nice and big, and it it came with right the mouse itself came with this cool little tin with weights in that you can put in the bottom of the mouse so you can get it a nice weight, you know, whatever weight you want it. And I've got a huge mouse mat now as well, which is great. Honestly, it's lovely. It's lovely playing. Honestly, the precision is just unbelievable. When I was playing Metro, Honestly. sort of picking people off with a sniper rifle was so precise, you know, compared to a, the, you know, the analog sticks. Just like, ping, you're a goner, headshot. What did it sound mm. like? So, yeah, ping, you're a goner. Oh, okay. So, yeah, very good. Um, and then the other thing I'm playing is Skyrim because I'm almost done with this playthrough. Like, I'm, I'm actually going to be done soon with this playthrough. I've been hanging on for, like, God, it's months now on this playthrough, but I have because uh, I told you I got the thing where I can see all the different places on the map, and oh, I have right, one yes, place said. left, and I can't believe I haven't gone there yet this time. Those who know the game will know what I'm about to do. I'm going to Frostflow Lighthouse. It's a perfect place to end my playthrough. God, yeah, I actually thought you'd finish your what's been playing. That's why I was talking about mouse and keyboard. Who could forget that you play Skyrim every week? Uh, well, not after this week. Um, next uh, week I won't uh, be playing it because I'm gonna give it a rest. Yeah, you say that. It'll last about a week and then you'll be back well, in there we'll again. We'll see next week, won't we? Um, Testament of Sherlock Holmes. Did you did you play the link I sent you? That was kind of interesting. Oh, I watched that YouTube link. Yeah. No, no, it's a de- it is an actual interactive I did demo. Not play any actual demo. No, there is a de- it is a demo on YouTube. This is just That's... the weirdest thing, right? Yeah, no, it, it actually works. If it's you put the annotations on, YouTube, on. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you put the annotations on, it clicks you and then it links you to another oh, YouTube video. Well, I... Yeah, so it, it actually works as a working demo. It is very odd, I've got to say. Uh, but it's the closest I could get. I even went, right, to Blockbusters, my local Blockbusters, and they didn't have a copy in the whole shop to buy or to rent. <laughs> she was like, no, we haven't got that game. So I did try. I did make an effort to play it, but uh, the nearest I got was playing the YouTube version of it, uh, which is kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool. It works. It does work, but it doesn't, I don't think it really gives you a very good representation of the game, and it's just nope. the weirdest thing. I, you know, Atlas going, oh, we'll do a demo on YouTube of this game. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that is a very universal way to do it. Yeah. But so. It's also kind of stupid. <laughs> But it, it seems all right. The voice acting seems sort of passable, and the you know the investigation. It, I, d- I don't know whether the actual game is like that, but there was no puzzles to solve, so she just had to click on stuff, and then they'd say, "Huh, this would lead me to guess that he'd done it." And as long as you've clicked on everything at the end of the demo, he goes, "Well, this happened, and it was this that did it because I could deduce from this happening that this happened." You know, and he he just sort of that's Sherlock Holmes. He talks too much. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit chatty. But, you know, I think I would probably like it, but there ain't no way I'm paying 29 quid for it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, there ain't no way. So, uh, that all being said, I guess we need to find out what we're doing for this week's Play My Game. All right, here comes the theme song. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah, bitch! Yeah, bitch! Play my game, play my game, play my game, bitch. Yeah, 
brilliant. I tell you, that's it. It's still got to be the best intro ever. I love it. It's a good love song. It. So, what are we doing, guys? Are we doing Dukes, or has Amar got one for us two to play to talk about next week? What is it? What is it we're going to do? I want to hear Amar's recommendation. Okay, then. You must have but remember you. Yeah, it's going to be something that both Duke and I can play and we've not played before. Mm, on the Xbox? It can be on anything you like. Xbox, PC, PS, triple. I think I'm going to say Daytona USA on the Xbox. Hmm. I have mm. not played Daytona USA. I definitely, because racing games aren't my thing, so it's <laughs> certainly not. Good challenge. Yeah. So okay, Bitch. no, well, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got to hear why he recommends we play it. Let's see. let's hear it. It's probably one of the racing games. I mean, Sega were were quite well known for the racing games back in the days, and I think at the height of their powers, AM2, which was the department. <laughs> Yep, back in the days, AM2, um, who did Outrun and Virtual Racing, they put out Daytona, and it was probably the best racing game they've ever made, along with Sega Rally. So I would say Daytona USA, because I think it represents probably the best that Sega have. Yeah, so which so this is the Daytona USA, right? According to this, it was released in 1993? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming... So how are we to play that? Is that actually on the arcade? We don't it's all have it's... these ancient remake things. <laughs> no. No, it's on Xbox Live. Uh, it is on Xbox Live. I think it's 800 Microsoft points. I don't know, maybe 400 now. I'm not it's sure. A, it's a demo. You can play the demo. Oh, the, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a demo available. There's also a rather funky, and I can't believe they did this. It wasn't in the original, but they've got a karaoke mode. What? Right. Where, the, where the Xbox it's on autopilot and you just sing along to the songs that they have. Nice. It's, it, it, it's 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 bizarre. It's only something that you could find in Japan, but um, uh, I love the I love the music um, back in the day. Japan. And uh, it's a fantastic game. It's it's maybe not as um, it's maybe, it's maybe not as polished as Sega Rally, um, but for me it was a heck of a lot of fun because in 1993 it was myself and three of my friends four-player battles in the arcade and uh, give it a try I, th- I think it's pretty good no i like it retro and it's something i've never played before so you know i'll i'll definitely give it a whirl yeah, I'll, and i'm assuming uh, and you, if yeah. you're listening you better play this too jerk Ginny's, uh-huh. Ginny's not listening he's, he's sucking spaghetti in well his but when he gets back he might listen do you, do you think him and his uh, girlfriend are re- reenacting that scene, you know, from uh, <laughs> the two do- with the two dogs? What, what, uh, what? Lady Disney and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. Do you think? Yeah, re- reenacting that at the I table as we speak, sucking spaghetti into each other's mouths ooh, till they kiss. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I'm sure he's having lots of fun in in Venice and uh, yeah, gondola rides and all that. When malarkey. the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pilot. Amore. Lovely. When you shoot uh, so, an arrow at a Charis and he falls over, that's a Skyrim. Bravo, bellissimo. Honestly. That's, right, I anyway, that all, that all being said, I guess it's going to be Stu's news this week because Ginny ain't here. Ah, oh, jeez. Putting news first. The important thing is that we're still doing the news. It is, yes. Uh, Amar, this one, this first story is for you. You can make it a Mars. New- yeah, you ready? EA sports developer calls Wii U crap. What? And Nintendo, the <laughs> Welcome Walking Welcome to Dead. the show. Thanks for being on with us, Amar. Your system <laughs> sucks and everybody hates yeah. it. You suck. Yeah, see ya. Uh, yeah. 
So basically, this is the story. He says, at the end of a week in which Electronic Arts confirmed it wasn't developing a single thing for the Wii U, uh, one of the software engineers in EA Sports Canada studio in a series of since-deleted tweets disparaged the console as crap and suggested Nintendo should give up on hardware altogether. Ooh, I tell you, I, I, I saw those... No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's see what he says before you re- respond. He says... Uh, the Wii U is crap. It's less powerful than an Xbox 360. It has poor online, poor store, weird tablet, uh, was what he tweeted. Bob Summerswill, uh, listed as a senior software engineer. Uh, and then he, he did another one saying, uh, Nintendo are a walking dead at this point. So, what have you got to say about this, Amar? Um, well, I think um, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Oh, burn! <laughs> So come on, but you've got to come up with um, more than that. I, th- I think um, you know, I, I, I mean it's a it's a bizarre thing um, to sort of well not not bizarre. I mean they've got their point of view. I think um, because because the Wii U is not. I think I read earlier on that they've only sold thirty eight thousand units in the past two months, which isn't great. Um, if EA pump out a game for the Wii U, um, I mean they 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 threw out Mass Effect three. And uh, there was another game, but it didn't sell very well. So I think they'd probably look at the Wii U as something that's not going to make them a lot of money. And I think these studios are all driven by money and the bottom line. If they don't hit the targets or sales, etc., then they could get closed down, etc. And EA have been brutal in uh, closing down, um, in, you know, in closing down studios in the past. Um, I just find the whole thing a bit bizarre. I mean, I can't imagine um, a Nintendo game coming out on a Microsoft console or a Sony console. Well, I mean, let, let me let me put this to you. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things, when they announced the Wii U, they made this huge thing about third-party support, didn't they? And and to be honest with you, the only only company that seems to be doing that at the moment is, is Ubisoft, isn't it? That's the only company that seems to be yeah. interested in, yep. in developing stuff for it. Yep. But how how are Nintendo at this point, you know, in your opinion, as you, you are a Nintendo fanboy, etc., gonna gonna get those developers back on board now, you know, when there's so many developers that just seem very reluctant to develop for it? I think what's going I think what needs to happen here is Nintendo First needs. I, I think they made they made a mistake. They made this mistake with the 3DS, and uh, they made this mistake with the Wii U now, where they sort of talking about third party, etc. And nothing happened for the 3DS for the first nine months, and nothing's going to happen in the Wii U for the first nine months of its launch. Uh, Nintendo, because they developed the console, they know the console better than anybody else. Once they put out some good games, and the developers can see exactly what this console can do. Um, then I think we'll start to see some good third-party games. Incidentally, there was a um, there was a, an update for the Wii U about three weeks ago, and uh, there is something on the internet which basically says that um, it's double the clock speed of the Wii U. So it's given it. Right. So it's gone from 1.6 to 3.2. But I think it needs someone like Nintendo to show everybody, look, this is how cool or how good you can get this console to be. I, I mean, you see, I, I honestly, Ryan, I'm, I don't want to be disparaging in the, the Nintendo. Oh yeah, fashion. after an hour of talking smack about the Wii U, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I don't like the Wii U either. I'm just, it's not. I, I don't like it. Too. I can't see the point of it. I don't know who, and I still don't know who it's supposed to appeal to. I don't know who's who it's targeting. It's trying audience. to take advantage. Look, the Wii is all. I mean, Nintendo lately have always been about like. Okay, what are people interested in following in terms of hardware right now? It was motion capture, or not motion capture, but it was motion, you know, control. It was 3D, and now it's tablets. 
And yep. and I agree that that's not a big deal, and who cares? And all right, whatever. But that's that's been Nintendo's game plan for a while now. So they they guessed wrong this time, and they're paying the price for it. I don't I don't think they necessarily guessed wrong, but they had a concept. But I don't think we're entirely clear what they could do with it to make it unique and for people to go. Well, I agree. I need that to play that. You know, I, I think. Or, or I, I mean, think, but yeah. nobody said that about the Wii. Nobody said like I need that. They just they they found that there were some cool things being done with it, and I don't think there's anything really cool being done with the Wii U yet. But that is, yeah, no, you see, you're wrong. You're wrong there, and the reason you're wrong there is because the Wii had Wii Sports, you know, packaged with it, that sort of everybody wanted to play, and that's what sold that console was grandma and granddad and mums and dads and everyone going, oh, I can do ten pin bowling on the in my living room. It's brilliant. The casual gamers. Yeah, and the, and the the I mean, come on, let's look back when the Wii was launched. You could not buy one of those oh, things yeah, no, for no doubt three I, years. Right. I'm and I, and I, I think that's what they did very well. And I don't think they've been able to do that with the Wii U yet. No, they haven't. Also, they haven't. They will. It's it's, I, it's very difficult to sort of do that. I think um, the only company that's ever managed to. I think Sony did that with the PS2, where that sold an obscene amount over over like, over five years. Um, Nintendo got lucky with the Wii, and they sold yeah. an even and, more obscene amount. But um, and Microsoft to, with the Xbox 360 to a certain extent, because you couldn't buy one of those for about five months unless you got to launch one, yeah. and, uh, and and then you got a red ring of death about two months later. So it was great. <laughs> but yeah, they. I mean, but that was more of a supply and demand issue. They just couldn't make enough of them to sort of go around everybody that wanted to get because it was the first sort of next generation console and everybody wanted it didn't they so I like how you say next generation there I know it was next generation next last generation. time next generation um but I don't know the Wii U I I just can't see how it's going to going to sort of drag itself out of where it is at the moment well, I really can't the 3DS was in the exact same situation and that's doing I don't pretty well now and I think the Wii U could potentially turn it around I don't think the 3DS was ever in this position because even though it might not have sold that well in the West, I think it was it initially was still selling quite well in Japan. I don't know how well the Wii U's doing in Japan, but I would imagine you know it's maybe similar to everywhere else at the moment. You know, I haven't seen any sales figures, but I don't know. But I can't. I don't know. I just don't think they've they've. I don't think they sold it well enough. I don't think they've got the market sorted out, and I certainly don't think they've got any must-have titles on there at the moment. You know, and software sells consoles, and the, you know, and I think with the the announcements for the you know the PS3, uh, PS3 or the PS4, you know, the PS3 successor, and and obviously the Xbox 720 Infinity or whatever the hell that's going to be uh, tomorrow it is going to cause it even more grief, really, because it's, they're going to struggle even more. I mean, what do you think? Have you heard about what they're going to do instead of E3? Uh, well, what they're going to do is hold what they call Nintendo Directs. So this is just yeah. online presentations. They had one last week where they announced that. Well, no, well, they're doing that, but they're also going to be installing all the most recent games. They've done a deal with Best Buy in America, apparently, and and what they're going to be doing is showcasing all the latest titles. If you if you're going to your, your nearest Best Buy to have a look at it. Oh, okay. So so what they're saying is we're going to take the games to the people as opposed to you know stuff at E3. Um, not sure how that affects us in the UK, but if you live in America, doesn't you don't get to see it? Suckers. We don't get to see it. Uh, but Best Buy apparently is where the targeting. 
So that's what they're, that's what apparently they're going to be doing. So what do you think? Of it? Is that going to save it? Um, I think well, the Wii U needs games and needs first party games, and unfortunately, nothing's due out until August, and that's when Pikmin Three comes out. Yeah, I think Pikmin is pretty good because they haven't done too many of those in recent years. You know, I don't, you know, I can't, you know, another Super Mario World, which they they, they had, didn't they? There was some sort of Super Mario World out, wasn't there, with the Wii U at launch, was it? Hey, people, I got the stuff from the lighthouse. Now I'm going up to the top of the lighthouse. Oh, my God, are you doing it live, the last know, place right? in the game? Wow, how cool is that? You'll have to tell us what's up there when you get there. Um, I won't, because I don't, no, that would spoil it. Anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah, so apparently uh, Wii U games will be uh, shown or uh, showcased in Best Buys five months before they're released uh, in USA or Canada. So that's what they're going to be doing. Hey. Instead I'll of going to E3. Uh, maybe I will. I don't know. You'll be going and maybe having a look. But I, I don't know. I did that with the Connect. I told you about that. When I was yeah, something on the Connect, and it was like, you're on a river raft, and you're going up and down, and you're supposed to jump up to get rings. But I wasn't trying to jump around like some idiot. So I'm just standing there and I'm just like, when you're supposed to jump, I'm just like giving a very bare hop. Like, uh. Yeah. And then just I take a picture and it shows you floor. like, here's what you look like on the raft. And I'm just standing there like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I should have seen if I could get a copy of that. Hey, Best Buy dude, can I get a screenshot of this? You're just yeah, standing there. Why do you want a screenshot of that? Because it's irony. You see, you see. In, interestingly, I think Microsoft did quite well with the Kinect, selling it on a on a premise, you know, on a sort of concept, rather than actually having anything particularly great on that. Because there isn't particularly any great games for Kinect. Is Amen, there? dude. You know, they've, you they've sort one of managed. Didn't you? Uh, I bought one of them things. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, you know, Dance Central is still uh, playing. Dance Central. That's actually good. He's a guilty pleasure. I enjoy it. You know, Maybe I the good... Wii U is a guilty pleasure for some people. Yeah, but you see, it's not a peripheral, is it? It's like a whole console thing. So, I just like uh, giving you a hard time and defending people yeah. like, to whom you are giving a hard time. Here we go. I'm at the lighthouse. This is it. Oh, it. I'm excited. I'm anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, I have finished my playthrough. Is that it? Are you done? That's oh, the last dude. thing I have to do. Dude, I don't know. Oh. Um. Anyway, this week, this week, Apple announced its 50 billion app store download. Oh my goodness! 50 billion. 50 billion. 50 billion. Uh, and guess what? The customer who downloaded the 50 billionth one got. Uh, did he get billion dollars? Did he get? He got what? Sorry, they found in Steve Jobs's car. No. Did he get a ten thousand dollar gift card? A ten thousand dollar gift card. Oh my card. goodness! Seriously? Yeah, that's uh, what they gave to the the fifty billionth person. That's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. What? Well, well, not being funny though. You'd never have to buy another thing off the app store, would you? Or like albums or whatever. That'd last you forever, man. Well, except when you dollars. get it, you go, "Oh my god!" and you start buying a whole lot of crap you don't even want, and then you go, "Oh man, where'd all my money go?" But the other thing I thought about this, you wouldn't have enough room on any of your devices to even store all the crap you might buy with $10,000. It's true. Now, it'd be nice if that gift card could be redeemed in an Apple store, an actual Apple store. You know, get yourself a couple of PCs or whatever, or a couple of Macs, should I say. Oops. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah, a couple of Macs and, you know, a few iPads and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you can sell them. They're only going to give you stuff that doesn't cost them any money to make. 
Yeah. No, it was, sorry, uh, Brandon Ashmore from Mentor, Ohio, who received a $10,000 App Store gift card to commemorate them out. It's almost like giving someone something that you're never really going to be able to use fully, isn't it? Here's <laughs> your $10,000, but you'll only ever be able to use a, a few hundred dollars of it because you'll not be able to fit anything on you. Because most apps are only 69p, aren't they? How long is it going to take well, them to use that? play a game and you get rid of it. You buy another game and you get rid of it. I'll tell you I what guess. would be really funny is if in about three or four or five years' time, this guy actually used up all those $10,000, yeah. and then he has to actually pay money for his next download. That will be weird for him. Yeah, I just don't know how he would. I have no idea uh, how he would do well, that. Well, he could um, you know, leave his settings off and give it to his children to buy virtual currency, couldn't he? I'm sure they would do Oh. By the way, talking of apps, talking of apps, uh, yeah, Curiosity is meant to finish any time now, isn't it? For God's sake. Yeah, no, it's meant to because it was meant to, you know, Peter Molyneux was touting it might be exactly the same day as the Xbox announcement. Yeah, well. I guess you're. Yeah, I've I've decided that what's inside of it, it'll just be him cheesy grinning out at you from the inside going, you have won a picture of me because I'm brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that would have, see. I, I, the only thing I really care about is how, and I know I'm going to be disappointed. But part of me really wants the thing in the middle to be something that will change the world. Didn't he say it's going to change the world? No, he said he's going to be life changing for the person who. Fine, I want to do that final. That's tap. all I care about. I want to know what that means. I have no idea what that means, but we'll sign. Well, I mean. I'm sort of a bit interested in his, but they don't have to tell anyone if they don't want to, you know. So it could be a completely, and we might never find out what was inside the cube. He better tell us what's in it. I'm going to give him a. No, he, he isn't. No, no, no. The choice is up to the person who gets oh, it. Oh, well, that person tell better tell us. No. I'm going to kill someone. Not really. Yeah. Did, you know, did you know, Sister, just recently that um, people were actually paying money to put the cube back together? That's true, yeah. No, you can add cubes or pay to take them oh, away now. So, I despair. You know, I, I despair sometimes, honestly. That's yeah. yeah. But but what they also did, they they worked out that it would take at least another six months or whatever to actually at the rate they were going to get to the centre naturally. So, um, you know, Peter Molyneux's company blew up the cube basically so that it only had fifty layers left or whatever it is, so that they would you know get to the middle of six. So it's not naturally happened. You know, they've artificially increased the speed of it. Uh, to get people so i'm not impressed anyway i've never i've been that impressed um with it i kind of like the idea of it when i went to see it at uh euro gamer last year but when i actually i've played it probably for about half an hour tops if that really so uh anyway there's some chinny news here and he isn't here some news chini that chini will be impressive. here wait i can uh, sound effect this okay. you feel diva like the faucet Brilliant. Uh, Defense Grid 2 finds an angel investor for final development push. So, yeah. Sorry, say that again? Defense Grid 2. You know, you're liking that game at the moment. Defense Grid 2, okay. Uh, Finds an angel investor for final development push. I was trying to figure out what part of that headline was a game title. What part of angel investor? That sounds like a game, like a sim game. No, so it's it's someone who. Well, initially they were. I I just had to figure. They were They were anonymous, but they've sort of come forward and said who they are now. Uh, And it's a guy called Stephen Dangler. Great name. Oh, Dangler is is a stand-up bloke. Um. But yeah, Hidden Path Entertainment has revealed uh, angel investor Stephen Dangler has offered to fund the final stage of development for his tower defense title, Defense Grid 2. 
Uh, I don't have the rights, and I'm not a publisher, Dengler told GamesBeat. I did smaller financings for fun, but I see that the thing that is broken in the industry is that publishers want your soul. Uh, Self-publishing has become a better option. Uh, Jeff, uh, Pop's chief executive of Hidden Path, didn't have to twist my arm. I am not in this to make any fortune. This gets a game out there that people want to play. I don't want to own part of the company. I just want to help make a game. So, it sounds kind of nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's been known to invest in other games. Uh, Project Eternity Wasteland 2, Super Pixel Brothers, and Double Fine Productions, to name but a few. Uh, though his company, Dracogen, Draco- 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 uh, he's also a big supporter of Charity Child's Play. Uh, we are going to change the industry one awesome game at a time. Developers are going to make the most of the money from their own games, he tweeted yesterday. Uh, Defense Grid 2 made 271000 in its Kickstarter, but still required some further funding just to polish the final product. Um, so, yeah. So, there you go. Defense Grid 2 is on its way. So, yourself and Chinny and anyone else who's waiting for that. Yeah, I'll probably finish finished. the first one, The Awakening, about... A year after this new one comes out, and then I can play this one when it's on sale for three dollars. Exactly, you know. That's that's exactly what you want to do. Um, oh, I've been playing pinball. I didn't mention this. Oh, you've been playing the pinball. You know, I pinball downloaded that, but I haven't got around to playing it yet. Oh, dude, it's awesome. I got the Star Wars tables, and I've been bing, 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 bing. I have no idea what I'm doing. There's all these things. It's like, what do you know? You have no idea what you're doing. It's pinball. What do you need to know? You just hit the paddles and try and get it in the <laughs> whole store. Because there's all these different <laughs> things lighting up. And then Darth Vader comes on and goes, I have changed the deal. Prayer, do not change it further. And then Luke starts going, there's a meteor that landed near here. I'm going to go check it out. And then it's like, scene one. And that's like, okay, hit the ball in this area. And I try to. And then Vader's mouth opens, and you're supposed to hit it in that. And then it goes... There's a meteor that landed near here. I'm going to go check it out. And you're like, I just saw that. Scene one. I just did scene one. Hit the ball in Vader's mouth. Okay. There's a meteor that landed. Gah! What am I doing? It's kind of frustrating in that regard. Amar, Amar, can I, have you ever played pinball, Amar, real or even on the, you know, on the console? I played um, something, a game called Pinball Dreams back on the Commodore Amiga. Okay. Can I ask you, did you find it complicated at all to work out how to play pinball? Not really, no. No. Yeah. See, Juice describing it like he's playing some sort of Japanese RPG with all these. There's a goal rules. in this Star Wars pinball. You're supposed to be doing something. There is a goal. You're supposed to be leading somewhere. Not just score as many points as possible. Of course it is. Score as many points as possible by getting your multipliers and all that kind of jazz. I'm going to go on the Boss Wave podcast because they know what I'm talking about, and they would not give me a hard time with this. Their response would be, God, you don't know how to get to scene two? Are you an idiot? Yeah, I mean, like, Duke will be like this, you know. Well, you know, I started playing the game, and I thought, oh, this is okay. I've got a left paddle, and I pressed this button, so that was all right. Oh, then they introduced the right paddle. I was like, oh, my God, I've got two paddles to use now. What am I going to do? Oh, there's a paddle up there as well. That helps when it's coming down that side of the table. Oh, my God, this is getting Let me know when you're done. This is adorable. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the funniest thing. Pinball is very complicated. You play it, and then you tell me. I have played it. I played the demo. Yeah, but well, how far did you get? I was doing all right. I got to uh, level three. Get to level three, you liar. <laughs> I'm just making stuff I up now. Stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's how I know. So I got to level one you want, but you haven't played it, so you don't know. I got all my balls in Darth Vader's mouth. He had a real mouthful, right I'll tell you. Yeah, he couldn't talk properly or anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I'll buy presents, I'll tell you. <laughs> Any- <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, interesting development at EA this week, apart from the fact that they're developing anything for the Wii U. Uh, they're also discontinuing the online pass system. Thank God. I know. How did they decide to do that? Well, apparently they've listened to feedback and decided to yep. do away with it moving forward. Those liars, they ain't listening to nothing. It took them four years to listen to feedback. This is what they've said. Uh, EA is going to discontinue its online pass requirement to access certain features in its future releases. We're discontinuing online pass, EA Senior Director of Corporate Communications, John Roseberg, uh, confirmed to VentureBeat. None of our new EA titles will include that feature. Um, Initially launched as an effort to package a full menu of online content and services, many players didn't respond to the format, he told VentureBeat. Uh, We've listened to the feedback and decided to do away with it moving forward. Liars, they don't listen to anything. Yeah, Roseberg, the sound of their own cash registers. We're still committed to creating content and services that enhance the game experience well beyond the day of your first starting playing. In other words, DLC. Uh, So it remains to be seen how EA will now recoup its losses from online passes and what they're going to introduce in its place. I mean, that's great news. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy to hear that. I just don't trust what EA says about why they're doing it. Which customers think? Yeah, you know you don't. Who trusts any huge corporate company? But the question is, okay, so they're doing away with it. Thank God. How, yeah, how do you think other companies are going to respond, like Activision and other companies that are now using the online pass? Well, we'll see. Do you Hopefully think this is the start of something big. Do you think they're going to follow suit? Uh, how are we supposed to move? I don't know. I'm just asking. What do you Hope think? So. What do you think, Kamal? You know, if one company stops doing it, do you think the others are going to stop doing it? Amar, do you have an opinion about this? It's a, very, it's a very confusing move by EA. I mean, this is supposed to make them money. It's a revenue generator. It's supposed to protect their, you know, the developer's investment. It's a really bizarre one. I mean, EA, I think they were, they were the first game that I saw that used um, online pass was Mass Effect 2. They had the Cerberus pass, and after that, pretty much everyone else started doing it. So It's true. Yeah. Well, they introduced sure. it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah, the it's, on all, going... it's on all the FIFAs and all the Maddens and all of that as well. So it's, it seems a bizarre move um, that they're cutting it, cutting it out. Yeah. Um, the, cynical, the cynic in me says that uh, that's because uh, maybe the PS4 and the Xbox Infinity will have some kind of you know, online connected DRM type thing going on. That's the only reason why they would do this. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, for me, it doesn't really matter that much because I very rarely play multiplayer games anyway. So it's not a huge deal for me whether they have it or they don't have it. You know, I've never bought one. I've no intention of ever buying one, you know, because it's not something I'm bothered about as such. I hear you. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. But it'll be interesting to see if the other companies now follow suit to stay with that, you know, or they sort of continue with their online pass uh, sort of plans. Uh, talking of doing away with stuff, um, yeah. Uh, Xbox 360 dashboard update to shun Microsoft points system. Hallelujah. Yeah. About that. yeah. So apparently the UI refresh due in August is in preparation for the next-gen Xbox, uh, claims a report. It's still speculation and rumour, but I'm guessing we'll find out more tomorrow. Um, but when people listen to this, they'll already know. Uh, so Microsoft is reportedly preparing a dashboard update for the 360 that will phase out its Microsoft points currency system and prepare the console for the arrival of its successor. Uh, 
Uh, citing sources familiar with the Microsoft Techbox plans, The Verge reports that the new dashboard update will go into beta testing in late June or early July, targeting the full release in August. The update to roll will ditch the Microsoft Points currency, uh, backing up a previous report in which the site claimed that Microsoft plans to transition the Xbox Live marketplace to real-world currencies. Which, you know, I'd, I'd be much happier to buy. I, I sort of don't buy stuff on the Xbox because it is points, and I can't be bothered going getting a card or faffing around and whatever you know the worst thing is I've, that the way they set it out when you do a purchase you're left with 100 points and yeah. you can't buy into well, 100 points so you've got to buy more points and then you're left with even more at the very end it's that's completely smart. it's done on purpose all yeah. that kind of stuff isn't it to do that um but yeah it'd be cool if one of these sort of consoles would link to paypal or something rather than having to put your credit card details um, in because yeah, wouldn't that make us more vulnerable isn't that you can, what you can do that already, Stu? You can yeah, do you can't credit link, card in. Yeah, but you can't link it to PayPal. You can. Can you? Yeah, it's available. It's been available for. I mean, it's quite low key, but um, there is a function. There, there, there's a functionality there where you can link PayPal to your Microsoft account and uh, and do it that way. Ah, you see, I <laughs> never knew Bad that. Bad thing, man. I'd lose a lot of money. I never knew that. But to be fair, though, that's still Microsoft points, though, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, there no, I'd be some, more inclined to do that. They they did have, um, and I know that you know if if you're going to buy like a game or a DLC, um, it does give you the option of either paying in points or you can press X and it will give you the the value in pounds or the or the local currency, and you can use your card to pay it that way. Yeah, see all this stuff that I didn't even know. Yeah, it's it's there, but I think Microsoft points is is the first thing they basically throw in your face. I think so. Yeah, no, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, I might be more inclined. If you can link it to PayPal, I'd be probably more inclined to use it, I guess. It does indeed. Yeah, because that'd be probably better for me. Because, like I say, I'm very, not opposed, but I'm not overly keen on putting my credit card details into the Xbox. Because I've heard why, loads why of Why does it not scare you to put your PayPal details in? Well, you don't, do you? Because you just link to an external website and just put your password and username in and then it does the rest. Whereas when you, apparently, when you store your credit card details on the Xbox, it retains them quite often in the hard drive and people have managed to uh, get them back out again. When so you're saying them. that if it had PayPal, you'd still put your PayPal info each time you wanted to buy something. Yeah, but that's different, isn't it? Because no, it would I still know. be I still like... I just wanted to make sure I understood the difference. Yeah, I'd be probably more inclined to do that, you know, than I would be to sort of do anything else really you know than put my credit card details in or use points because I, I tend to if i'm buying anything on the xbox i just tend to get a points card from the yeah. local yeah. supermarket or whatever well, i just go on amazon these days and then you can just apply the code you copy and paste it onto xbox.com but yeah yeah which i guess yeah you can do that as well can't you so there's lots of ways of doing it but i'd much prefer real money yeah. shop to do that as well over here your favorite e-tailer Stu? shop to yeah, you know, I've not used them for ages. I've very, I've not really been on there. I've not, I can't remember the last time I bought anything off there. Not since I got my PC up and running. I'm just sort of. Oh, uh, there's PC, too many, too, but there's too many, so many cheap games this week. Just for instance, this week, Green Man Gaming had all of Telltale games on offer. Dude. So I picked up the, you know, the uh, Wallace and Gromit that your your yeah. good lady wife played in it. I picked up that for for three quid. The whole of it, all four episodes. Uh, they had um, uh, what else did they have on there uh, they had uh, The Walking Dead for £8 the whole of The Walking Dead you already played that yeah they had Tales of, Mon- Tales of Monkey Island for 4 quid. Back to the Future 
Uh, they had Back to the Future on there for about three quid as well. Oh, that's a bargain. So they had loads of bargains, but the only one I went for was the Wallace and Gromit one, because I, I think that's something I can play with Millie. Uh, and I think she'd kind of like it, so I've, I've sort of gone with that one. So I'll be playing that for next week, I guess, giving that one a whizzle. Yeah. Um, but that's about it for news this week. It's been a fairly quiet, I think, with a run-up to the Xbox. Uh, yeah. uh, We're going to have some news uh, tomorrow, baby. Yeah, what, for the Xbox yeah. reveal. What's it's the been... news going to be? Uh, there's some. There's a new Xbox, and you can play games on it. Yeah, yeah. Blu-ray drive, built-in Connect, 500 gig hard drive. Well, I, yeah, I see a few people have said built-in Connect. How is it going to be built-in, then? I don't know, above the power button, maybe a little bit of camera in there or something? No, because you've, you've got to have at least three cameras, haven't you? Well, so they have one in the middle, one on the side, one on the other side. No, I'm I'm with iPete on this, um, you know, his his estimation that it'll be two separate cameras that you you attach to your, your the walls of your living room. Yeah, maybe. that come from the back of it, and that way it sort of has a more full view of the whole area rather that than being... That makes me want to not get it, I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest with you, right? If I if I start watching it tomorrow and the first thing to do is start wittering on about the next generation of Kinect, which I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm going to be like, well, whatever. I'll probably be turning off metaphorically whilst I'm watching. I'll just be like <laughs> zoning I'll be turning out. out while I'm watching the whole press conference. I'll be I'll be zoning out, and then if they start wittering on about freaking, you know, deals with Sky or Virgin or something in this country with you know. For TV and all that stuff, I'll be even even less sort of bothered about it. You know what's it. funny about that is I thought that the press conference was today. So all day at school, I'm looking at the news. I'm like, why isn't there anything about Microsoft? And then I saw something that's like, tomorrow's press conference is going to be big. And I was like, oh, that's why. Well, I mean, this is interesting. Someone has put up a thing, what to expect. This is what we're going to Yeah, expect. but it's, that's pure speculation. Who cares? It is, it is. But it'd be interesting to sort of look at some of these things then. He gives a shit. Well, Next week, see if it actually comes well, true. They've already, con- well, I mean, they've already confirmed FIFA 14 for the next Xbox. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I who knows? Britain to be about British. Apparently, we're going to definitely see some FIFA tomorrow. That's going to be there. So, you know. FIFA! Thank God. Ooh, be it's been so long. Yeah. Actually, you know that we want Britain to be about British. We watch it. Have you have you watched this program, Skint? Uh, I'm R at all. Skint? No, I can't see that. Half. Yeah, there's a documentary on Channel Four at the moment called Skint, and it's basically following these families on this really rough council estate. Uh, you know what they get up to, and you know to make ends meet. I do what I want. Britain to be about British. Yeah, well, they're, they're those sorts of people. I gotcha. So they're doing drugs. Then they're doing drugs. They walk around with giant. You know, pit bull terriers on leads. Oh, no dude, there was you. a oh god, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. And um, there was a there was a program a few years ago about that. But in Glasgow, there's a rough, well, not rough. There's a a small town outside of Glasgow called Kilmarnock, and the program was called the Scheme. And it sounds very, very similar to what you're describing. You know, people in a rough area and in a rough estate, um, problems with drugs and alcohol, and you know, dog fighting, etc. It was pretty grim. Let me ask you, yeah, so, how many drive-by shootings do they have in a week? Well, well there's no drive-by shootings. We have well, then it's not that rough, okay? America. Like, drive-by lager can throw things. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do that. Well, on, on this one, they were, they'd stolen two motorbikes and were whizzing around everywhere on them ch- with the coppers chasing them. You know about Bill Hicks' <laughs> thing where he was like, when he was in England, he goes, I couldn't tell if I was reading the 
uh, front page of the comics section. So, some hooligans knocked over a dustbin in Shaftesbury. I was like, really? No one knows what it's like to be a dustbin. No, it's like, I mean, in the UK, what what people on, you know, in these sorts, and I hate stereotyping, but it's sort of true. Um, well, they say if it's true, try. it's a generalization, not a stereotype. Yeah, it's more of a generalization, yeah. I guess. But, you know, there's these families and they've got like, I mean, one of them had 12 kids. Oh, sure. Tw- 12 kids, right? And and they were, you know, obviously neither of them worked. You know, they're, they're living completely off handouts from the government. Uh-huh. And and then he's also buying. They have these people, and I forgot what they had a special name from. That basically shoplift to order. Oh. So there's these people who live on the estate, and they'll go, "I want two tins of underarm deodorants and some toothpaste or whatever." Yeah. And that's what they'll go and get, and they bring them back, and you pay, you know, a, disc, a heavily discounted price. Here they call them boosters. Is that what they call them? Yep. Yeah, well, that's what they do there. So they, so they haven't. And then this woman who was doing it was just a, like a drug addict. So she was like, every time she got some stuff, she'd just go and spend it on drugs, and then she'd See, be doing the, the next stuff. UK and the US over there, you guys go, man, that's just pathetic. These people are idiots. What the hell? In the United States, we see people doing that. We go, kill them, cut off everything. They deserve to die. Their children deserve to die. And we just cut off all of the assistance to them, and then they die. And we go, yay, mm. suck on that. Yeah, but you see, but it's difficult. No, we we, we shouldn't get into politics. Let's, <laughs> let's not get into politics. Dangerous territory, I think. Yeah, we're in dangerous territory. What we should do instead is read out some emails. I mean, that's what uh, we'll uh, do. Uh, uh, Whoa, that ruled. I don't mind getting into politics. But we don't want to drive people away, so... No, this is not the didactic podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I'll do one of those one of these days. Email here from Derek Sains. That rhymes with brains. You know, if you had him and his whole family lined up, <laughs> you'd have a Sains row. Uh, uh, that's good. I like it. That's uh, I like that uh, roll. Very uh, roll, Joe. <laughs> Okay, here we go. His his email is entitled Accent U8. The ridiculous. Hey, you see what he did there? It's kind of clever. I see what he did. So he says, "Hi, veteran gamers." Hello. 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 Uh, after hearing Chinny's take on a Northeast England accent in last week's show, I thought that I had entered a different reality and become one of the veteran gamers. So uncanny was Chinny's vocal dexterity. I think it was David Bowie who once sang, We can be veteran gamers just for one day. Perhaps you should drop Play My Game, bitch, and switch to a new feature, Do My Accent, bitch. Each week, a different member... (laughs) Each week, a different member of the VG team will have to review one of their favourite games in a regional dialect chosen by the other two. The only cost will probably be the dignity of the reviewer, and I'm sure Duke would have something to say about that. I have no dignity. Speaking of different realities, I'm in two minds about the Oculus Rift. I agree with you that whilst playing games, I want to be in control and aware of my surroundings. However, part of me likes the idea of entering worlds like Skyrim and Far Cry 3. Maybe not so much the worlds of Dark Souls or Metro Last Light. I guess my main concern will be how far could you take such technology? Perhaps they'll come up with an all-over bodysuit with electrodes to stimulate sword strikes and arrow piercings or bullets hitting you. Or is it just a fanciful, fanciful notion on my part? 
she is. Now, actually, that has been really. There was like a suit that you could put on that when you were shot in the game, it would actually give you an impact feeling on your body. So that that has already been made at some point, but that's quite a while ago. I remember seeing that on the gadget show. Um, have you seen this MR? This suit you can put on, which it stimulates being shot. Doesn't sound pleasant. No, and to be honest with you, I can see where he's coming from, but I I don't really think I would like an all over bodysuit with electrodes that would simulate being hit with a uh, sword. Quite honestly, I mean, the only thing I can relate to, I mean, I've been, I mean, I, I quite like going to the cinema, and uh, they've got this thing called D box. Have you heard of this at all, Stu? I haven't no. Well, it's only I think it's there's one in in Glasgow, and I think there's another three or four across the UK. And it's basically, um, it's a seat with bass and subwoofers all built in, and it moves around. So if you're watching something like High Powered or, or you know, Car Chase or, or an aeroplane seat, it moves around. And I paid, and I, I basically paid for this, and I watched the Wreck-It Ralph with this D-Box. And it was so bloody distracting, and I basically ended up turning it off. So not for me, thanks. Nope, no thanks. No, I, I like the idea of Oculus Rift, as you well know. I'm a supporter of this. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I don't know how far they really need to take it. You know, I'm up for sort of feeling like I'm actually in the world. I like that idea, you know, and I think it's really kind of cool that they're, they're sort of doing this sort of thing. I don't know whether I'm interested in sort of feeling like someone's shooting or stabbing me in a game, though, to be quite well, then you're honest. not a real gamer, dude. Call yourself really? a core. Hardcore, you've got to be stabbed while you're playing. I could ask Lily. My liver, what happened to you? I played Skyrim yesterday. Uh, What what I could do, I've got an idea, right? What I could do, I could sit playing a game with the Oculus Rift on. I could have Millie stood at the side with various, like, you know, household implements. And, and, like, she can watch me play. And when someone hits me with a sword, she can, like, like stab me with a butter knife. All right, you ready, you know? Billy? Now! Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or hit me with a hammer, you know, someone's like, you know, hitting me with a baseball bat or something in the game, you know, like a la sort of condemned, for instance. Yeah. So, you know, she, I can give her that. Uh, what else could she do? I don't know, but she could get very, you know, she could get like a hand blender or something and like, you know, do that in my belly if someone was like trying to disembowel me in the game, you know, as in Gears of War. Maybe something like that. What do you think? I no. think that's a little ridiculous. You think so? I thought it was kind of mm. cool if I'm being really honest. Not not for that. You know, we've all got relatives who could surely do that for us whilst we're playing, haven't we? You know, your wife would be up for that, wouldn't she, Jude? No. No. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we have got an email from Chris Ho. Chris Ho. Oh. Oh. And he says this. Stu is a fucking stalker. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> so he says this as I stood on the MTR the Hong Kong equivalent of the underground I hear my name mentioned bringing a smile to my face which slowly turned to a horrified look of disbelief as I listened to him stalking me although he didn't get my exact location correct considering I'm thousands of miles away a couple of miles off is scary enough for me I shall be changing location and downloading via VPN from now on <laughs> on another <laughs> note I bought Nino Kuni. Buy it. You'll never whine about any minor aesthetic details here. The most beautiful looking game I've played so far. Lots of love, Chris Ho. So, yeah. So, uh, when I was doing me, are you near this place or near this place? He obviously was. <laughs> That's kind of funny, isn't it? 
just to clarify, by the way, it doesn't give exact addresses or anything like that. It's only a general vicinity of where the person is in the world, I guess. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to stalk you anymore. Uh, although I'm not stalking him really. It's just, you know, that's the stats you get on the, on the old Podbeat. It's very accurate. It tells you where people are listening, you know, all that kind of jazz. Anyway, uh, next one up is from Reese Hayes. Uh, it says, quick fire questions. So we've got some questions to answer, guys. Are you ready for these? Yes. Here we go. Here are some questions for you to read on the show. Hashtag deal with it. Question number one to you, Duke. Uh, what one franchise would you hope to see revive this generation? What one franchise rebooted, such as the recent Tomb Raider or DMC? Uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, God. No, no, see... What do you mean? It, okay, I guess... They the, keep releasing those. They're I, releasing those all fine, the time. Fine, fine, I take it back. Uh, I don't know, Mist. Yeah, Mist would be kind of cool, but... I, don't I guess you get Robin that, Miller doing. I don't want these idiots who did Uru and Revelations and all that crap. No, but you're getting the witness, aren't you? So that's that's going to be similar to this from what I've seen. I think that's going to be the nearest you're going to get. Yes. But yeah, Mist, I don't know. But but you see, that was a game of the limitations of the time, wasn't it? Well, but it is beautiful. It is beautiful. But... Limitations is beautiful. It is beautiful, and I don't I don't disagree with you there. So but... beautiful. It is, but if someone did a game, you know, and we've got The Witness coming, which looks very similar to that, you know, but if someone, someone did a game like that, now, would do you think players would be still up for playing that type of game? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. I would. You would? I would. Uh, and what about a rebooted game, something that's got a bit tired and needs a, a sort of makeover? Battlefield 2 Modern Combat? Okay, so you get Battlefield 4. Is that not enough for oh, you? Oh, because it's not. The maps are wrong, and they're too narrow, and there's not enough control points. They're too narrow and not enough control points. Uh, what about you, Amar? So what one franchise would you like to see revived this generation, and what would you like to see rebooted? Franchise revived, I would have to say um, Pilot Wings. Okay. Because we had Pilot Wings on the SNES and on the N64, but nothing on the GameCube, nothing on the Wii. So I would definitely like to see Pilot Wings on the Wii U, which I think would be pretty sweet. Okay. Um, and a franchise... Um, what was that question? Franchise rebooted? So rebooted, so something that's got a bit tired and needs a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bit of TLC to make it better again. See, I would have said Tomb Raider, but that, they've, they've just done that and it's come out really well, yeah. so... That's already done. Uh, rebooted uh, Mario Brothers definitely needs a reboot. Yeah, but what are they going to do with that to reboot it, really? What can they do differently to make it any better? I don't know. They could uh, add Oculus Rift to it, maybe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mario, Super Mario Galaxy on the Oculus Rift. Now, that'd be cool. But they'll just want to put it on the tablet thing, won't they? They'll go, it's yeah. on the top. Um, I'm, I'm not sure actually what they could reboot. Um, I mean, I'm not that much into for, <laughs> Gears of. What, what, do, do, does Gears need a reboot? Actually, that actually wouldn't be a bad one because I think that's got to be. Even though they've added a few bits and bobs in it, I don't know whether it does need a reboot or not. Really, that's that's kind of a good call, I guess. The other one, the other one. Um, I mean, I love Gears. It's the, probably the only 
FPS that I like, but well, I'm also a big fan of Mass Effect, and they could do a reboot of that. So maybe they could set it back when Shepard was just joining the, you know, the army, etc., or, or um, joining joining the Space Marines and taking it from there. Um, as opposed yeah. to just you know starting in Mass Effect One with Saren kicking off, and they could do one, you know, with him just as as, as he's about to join. So um, that could be one. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, revived. I would sort of like to see. You know, a nice of the old Republic, but done in a Mass Effect styley. Oh, you know? that's a good one. That I think that'd be good for a revival, and and that's potentially gonna happen. I would have said with EA and Bioware getting the licenses for all the Star Wars stuff. Maybe, now. maybe. So that'd be kind of cool. You know, I'm surprised you didn't say Battlefront crap, Because there's just you know, the thing. It's Battlefront crap. It's Battlefront awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I wouldn't mind seeing a new Battlefront game. They were good. Yeah, Battlefront crap. Uh, and rebooted. Now, you see, Final Fantasy would probably come under rebooted, wouldn't it? Because that's got very well, Every tired. game is a reboot. This is the real Final Fantasy one. Yeah, but I think they need to re-revise that whole... And I know people love it. That whole battle system needs making a bit more accessible. It's just the weirdest, stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, you know, I know. So I know people love that turn-based combat shit, but I don't know. I just don't get it. It's because you you don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, actually, something was that's kind of been interesting with playing games on the PC lately. Actually, I should I, I was meaning to mention this, but now I keep forgetting about it. Uh, with obviously this game I'm playing now and Tomb Raider and other games before it, the cutscenes are in a much lower resolution than the actual gameplay. And it looks really weird because you know back in the day the cutscenes always used to be super duper and the and the gameplay was a bit ropey. Yeah. Well, it's it's the opposite way around. So in Metro, the sort of you know the original the opening scenes and the cutscenes and stuff are in a, a much more lower resolution than the actual gameplay itself, which is just really weird to see. Uh, and the same with um, Red Faction Armageddon. That was very noticeable in that game. You know, there were very low-res sort of cutscenes and stuff, and the actual gameplay looks all shiny and sharp and stuff. It was very weird to see, I've got to say. So that's my two. Right, okay, next one. What game would you consider buying a Wii U for? Uh. <laughs> Missed. <laughs> I don't know why you would want it. But... <laughs> uh. See, I, I'll be honest at this, but I mean, it doesn't matter to you, Amal, because you've got well, one. I mean, uh, for me, um, I would buy the Wii U just for one game. And that's Mario Kart. I'm a huge Mario Kart nut. Um, yeah, but yeah, but like you can just play it on the Wii or play it on your 3DS or play yeah, it on but, any other Nintendo yeah, console but, you've but, got. But the Wii, the Wii version had 12. It, see, it's not about. It's not about. Okay. Um, it's, you can use the pad as a steering wheel. It's, it's cool. It's the tracks. I mean, Nintendo um, are, are absolutely fantastic in designing new tracks for Mario Kart, and the Wii had 12 player. Online, I mean, on the 3DS, it's eight player, but I remember gathering 11 people together online to play, and the games that we had online were absolutely brutal. It was a bloodbath. I mean, my brother, my cousins, people from work, their other halves, their children, it was fantastic. And I think on the Wii U, if they can put a 16 player Mario Kart, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I guess. But well, again, it's, it, it certainly wouldn't get me to buy it's it. I, I can't... Game, it's the only game I would buy. It's You know you know how, you know how people say that... Um, I mean, I know folk that bought... Um, you know, they bought an Xbox because they wanted to play Halo 3 and Halo 3 only. And there are folk that bought a PlayStation 2 because they wanted to play Gran Turismo, you know, back in the days. I would buy a Wii U 
just for playing Mario Kart. And if Nintendo didn't release any game at all, it wouldn't matter because that's the one game that I really want. I want Mario Kart Wii U. Okay, I, I mean, I can't, you know, disagree with what you're saying, and I'm sure you're right, but it's just, it doesn't float my boat. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do it for me. Uh, and I can't think of any single game that would come out on the Wii U that would persuade me to buy one at this moment in time. I have no interest in it at all. Nothing at all. I don't think there's anything that would persuade me to buy one at this moment. Uh, and his final question is, on August the 20th, there are three games coming to retail. Uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, uh, Saints Row the Fourth, and XCOM the Bureau Declassified. Which out of these three would you rather have and why? So, Duke, you first. Which one do you want? Sorry, give me the three again. So we've got a Splinter Cell Blacklist, Saints Row 4, yeah. and XCOM the Bureau Saints Declassified. Row. Yeah, Saints Row Saints 4. Row. Saints Row the 4, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same. So why would you pick that over the other two? I'm interested in the XCOM, but I'm not crazy interested. I want to see more about it. Like, I know I'll enjoy the next Saints Row game. I mean, I'm fairly certain. I don't know for sure, but, you know. And I don't have much interest in Splinter Cell. Although, having mastered Stealth and Skyrim, maybe I should give a Splinter Cell game a try. Maybe I'll be better at it now. Okay. Yep, so that's what you'd like. Um, yeah, Amar, what about you? Saints Row the, the 4th and why? Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I like GTA. Um, I played um, GTA 3 and Vice City to death, completely to death on the PC back, in, you know, back when it came out. And GTA 4 was good. I'm really looking forward to GTA 5, and I think this would um, would sort of uh, fill the gap nicely until GTA 5 arrives. Yeah, and I, I think I'd like Saints Row the 4 because it looks a bit crazy. It's not my biggest or favourite sort of type of game because obviously I'm, I've never finished sandbox games ever. Very rarely have I got to the Nobody end. Nobody ever one. really finishes a sandbox. No, I know, but I've never even finished. I've rarely ever finished a story in them. You know, I think Red Dead Redemption was an exception, See, and obviously the Assassin's Creed games are an exception. That's but. when I've got, a, I wouldn't say an issue, but, um, you know, I, I have to find out, I have to know, you know, be, before I played L.A. Noire at Red Dead Redemption, Auto, I needed to know beforehand um, all the side quests and all the cars you have to collect or all the treasure you have to, you know, and I had to basically tick them off the list because I have to complete it 100%. Yeah, you see, that would, to me, that would be wasting way too much time playing that game. Uh, time that I just don't have now. So. Exactly, you know, I haven't got time to faff around doing stuff like that. Um, and I, I think a very close second would be Splinter Cell Blacklist because I did, I did then, you see, I was never a massive Splinter Cell fan and I didn't really play one until the last Splinter Cell game, which I can't remember what the, the subtitle of that was. Um, but I really liked it. I was, like, way, way more impressed than I thought I'd ever be, you know, because I've never, like I say, been a big Splinter Cell fan, and I was just like, I actually kind of like this. So, and I, and I was never a big stealth fan, but I'm enjoying stealth more and more these days. You know, I'm liking creeping around and taking me time, you know, and, you know, taking people out. It sounds awful, but, you know, that's what I kind of like doing. And, uh yeah, you know, you know, Metro Last Light scratching that itch to a certain extent, and the, apparently you can play the game without killing anybody. You can knock people out when you sneak up on them, but I can't be bothered to do that again. You know, I'm not arsed. I just want to take people out and get them out of the way. Uh, and then the final thing he says is also any chance of you lot doing a game of the generation podcast later in the year? We'll be interesting to see what the veteran gamers top ten would be. Keep up the good work. So thank you for that, Reese. And I'm sure we probably will be doing that already. Yes. 
Yeah, we'll definitely be doing one of those. Uh, and the final oh, one is from... This is news to me. I object. Yeah, well, you... I refuse to Look. take part in this. Look, you just do what you're told. Okay. <laughs> right. Anyway, last one is from CP. Uh, CP! Said, yes, indeed. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, not much from me this week, as I failed to write down what I wanted to say when I was listening to last week's show. I suppose I ought to stop listening whilst driving and actually want to copy down my thoughts, if I actually want to copy down my thoughts. The other drivers around me tend to appreciate it if I have both hands on the wheel and both eyes on the road, which brings me to my next predicament. I hate searching for houses. I suppose it must be done if you want to have, uh, if I don't want my family living in the street, but it is a chore. Yeah, do you know, I, I, have, I have no intention of ever moving house again. You know, I've done it once. Oh, I hear you. I'm more than you. Enough. No, 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 no. We into this place. We were like, never again. And we got some weird neighbors, but they ain't moving us out. They can move. Better, better the devil you know, Juice, what I say. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, that's what better I... than not moving boxes, you know. Ugh. Awful. We had to live with my mum-in-law for four weeks. It was horrific. No, it wasn't, actually. That's that's not. But it was it was hard. Yeah, it was hard work. Luckily, she doesn't listen, so I should be okay. Um, <laughs> you think? But it was, yeah, it was hard work, you know, and you're just like, oh, my God. You know, living with your mum-in-law is probably not the easiest thing to do in the world for four weeks. Uh, what about you, Amar? Are you into moving houses and stuff like that? Uh, we will be moving within the next six six months, and it's not something that I'm looking forward to because I've already moved once before, and it was a pain. I moved from England back to Scotland, and that was a pain in the right. arse. Yeah, it's not brilliant, is it? No. Uh, anyway, he carries on. Duke, perhaps you or one of your listeners can help me. I'm looking for a Skyrim mod that will allow me to craft multiples of the same recipe at once. For instance, make 20 swords with one button press rather than spamming A 20 times. I don't know if it exists, but I don't have it. And I don't uh, think That's one thing I've never really done in, in Skyrim is bother with alchemy. Like, I'll right. pay to get it up. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but um, I've never bothered. I hate all that gathering herbs and sh- Hell no. But he's making swords. He's saying he wants to make swords. Swords? Oh, well, you just keep hitting E. No, well, he said, well, or A, A in his case. But he said right. he doesn't want to spam A 20 times. He's saying, oh, can he just do stop. 20 in one well, go? I'm so busy. I don't have time to press A 20 times. <laughs> hey, this is, this is CP. Where, you know, he still might make that trip to your house, so just be careful. Wait, CP, he's not on the P- He's on the PC. I see him playing all the time. What the hell? I don't know. Ah, no, but he uses a controller, doesn't he, on his uh-huh. PC? He I does, just don't yeah. get that at all. I guess that would make sense if he's asking for mods. I'm stupid. If you know of one, tweet at OC underscore CP Matthew. Right, I'll do that right now. Matthew. Many fans, yeah, fellow travelers. I don't know of one. Speaking of Skyrim, a year on, I have yet to finish it. I started over again because I was not happy with my character. Perhaps this time I will get it right. Probably not. Oh, well, that's half the Wait, fun. what's his Twitter? You know, uh, at O-C underscore C-P Matthew. All one word. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I anyway, don't know of one. There you go. Enough from me. T-T-F-N. So there you go. So that's all the emails for tonight. So thank you, everybody, for doing the email. Yay! Uh, thank you, everybody. Twitter's is... No, no, not Twitter's. We've got this week's... No, shush, shush. It's not Twitter's. This week's mini poll. We've got the mini poll for this week. 
Beat that, you Facebook comment junkies. Yep. So I thought I'd ask, you know, what people were going to get for the next gen. Now, so I put, uh, which are you going to go for and why? And the choices were a next generation console, the Oculus Rift, or a high-end PC. So, what do you reckon people went for, then? High-end PC. Oculus Rift. High-end PC. Oculus Rift. Yeah, that's kind of interesting what you think people went for. But they actually didn't. 72.2% of people went for a next-generation console. We're all a bit boring, if you ask me. All a bit boring. Uh, 16% went for the Oculus Rift and 11% for a high-end PC. And uh, here are the comments to back up the voting. Uh, so first one is, I already have a high-end PC and I plan to wait for console bugs to be worked out. There you go. Next one, because it really is the next gen. Plugging yourself in is an experience like no other. I shit you not. So I'm guessing that's an Oculus Rift uh, for someone there. Uh, PC gaming is dead. Yeah, I think, you know, I used to say that. I don't anymore, obviously. Ah. Yeah. Also, consoles don't need new graphics cards, drivers, processors, etc. Every three months. You know, that is a total myth, that is. Well, sore. It's, it, it hasn't been for the last five years, but it's becoming a myth. It is, it is, because it, game okay. developers only recently started to realize, wait, we can't make people buy new stuff every year. No, I think the, the other big difference is now is unless, right, unless you, right, for, for whatever reason, PC gamers seem to be absolutely obsessed with running stuff on maxed out Of course settings. they are, because they paid all that money. Aren't you a little peeved you can't run Metro Last Light at max settings? No, as long as it looks okay and the frame rate's stable, I'm not bothered, really. I, insane. I just bought this computer! I, said, I want it to look nice, of course I do, but I'm not bothered about having everything turned on and going, look at it, go 60 frames a second, even with everything turned on, which is whatever. Oh, I've got Crossfire 2 graphics cards in mind, so I do like it, you know, but I'm not into all that kind of jive. Yeah. As long as it works, I'm fine with it. Uh, I mean, I was a bit worried whether my, you know, my PC is pretty good, but, you know, I was worried as to how well it would run Metro, and it's fine. You know, it's also fine. Uh, next one says, I'm a sheep. I will pick up the new 360 because they've got me by the balls. <laughs> I already have a high-end PC, so I can upgrade parts when I want. Also, the games are cheaper by a lot on PC, which, you know, we've got to agree with you. You know, we both buy cheap games on the PC. Yeah. Although the Oculus Rift is tempting, and that's from the JC Meister. Uh, the Xbox 720 for me, bring it on. Sky Compro. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Sky Compro. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, next one just says, because. Next one said, always been a console gamer, so that's always my first port of call. Uh, Verbal Rob says, I'll go for the next-gen console as I like playing games while sat on my sofa. And another one says, just because. <laughs> just because. Uh, next one, I play PS3 exclusively now. Uh, Turtle502 says, ease of use and I prefer sofa gaming. Uh, next one just says, simplicity. Next one says, none. I already have a good PC. I don't like wearing things on my head. And we'll wait until next gen, until they make it to must buy, i.e. games. And that's from Stu, like, 52. So thank you for that, Stu. Thank you. Uh, great. He great signed his back. comment, huh? Yeah, a few people started doing I that. I told him to do that last week. Keep yeah. doing that. Not everyone. Not everyone. Some have. Uh, PCs are for the rich nerds. Might Ooh. try Oculus Rift if they make a PS4 version. Yeah, I mean, I mean, does this person think PS4 is going to be cheap, really? Really? I know. Really? Uh, no, so wait, wait, wait. Cheaper. Really? There we go. Really? Uh, cheaper in the long run. 
so that's what uh, they've said so there you go so thank you as always for everybody who voted uh, but yeah everyone's gonna get one of those next gen the console things I think yes so there you go yep uh, and I did ask another question uh, which was just a random one on the on the Facebook is with the release of Metro Last Light, what other books do you think would make good games? So, Duke, what what other games do you think could be made out of books? What, uh, what Peace on Earth by know? Stanislaw Lem, Woman on the Edge of Time by Marge Piercy, uh, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. That would be awesome. So, um, qualify your reasoning. What sort of games would they be, and why would they be? Awesome? Okay, so Peace on Earth by Stanislaw Lem is about this guy. Okay, it's a future society where. The nations of the Earth decide they don't want to have wars here on Earth, so they every every nation on Earth gets part of the moon to put robots on, and then the robots all start fighting on the moon, and then they all stop fighting spontaneously one day, and they send a guy up to figure out why they stopped fighting, and he figures it out, but then he gets colotomized, his brain is cut in half, and uh, so he can't access the part of his brain that knows what happened. So it would just be really cool to have like the moon and robots fighting, and then you have to solve a mystery of what's in your own head. And uh, yeah, uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Get, huh? What what actually genre of game would it be? Uh, none of the above and all of the above. My uh, God, uh, it, sound, it sounds just like the game I'd like. That weird, I know, right? I like weird. Slaughterhouse game. Five by Kurt Vonnegut would be cool because it's about this guy who's unstuck in time. So, like, one minute he's at in his kitchen table with his wife, and the next minute he's in World War II fighting, and then the next minute he's with the Traumafagadorians in the fourth dimension. And it would just be really cool to be playing a game, and you're fighting in World War II, and then suddenly you're in a science fiction game, and you're, you know, running on Mars or whatever. I think that would be really wow. cool. That does sound weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and what about you, Amar? What, what books do you think would make a good game? I think uh, the Dark Tower series of books. Do you know, I was going to say that. You stole mine. Yeah, mm. I'd agree with you. I think The Dark Tower, I'm reading the latest one. I'm always great. Yeah, I think I think there's talk of them making a movie um, uh, or something, but I think a, a game based on those books, I think, would be quite dark, uh, quite yeah. quite violent and bloody, I think. Um, so would, would you have it as an RPG or would you be more a story-driven action game? I would have it... Um, I would have Bioware do that in the mold of Dragon Age. Yeah, so sort of like an action RPG. Yeah, I wouldn't have it as RPG as, well, Skyrim, I mean... Yeah, you'd have it more sort of focused and a bit more linear than a Skyrim type of game. Yeah. So not a totally open world, more of a sort of controlled one where you'd level up your character. And so I think that'd be cool. Because yeah. it, it'd be a bit of a cross between Red Dead Redemption, wouldn't it? And sort of something more sci-fi. You know, because obviously you've got that Western tone to it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um but then you've obviously got all the sort of the time traveling and sort of taking people out of the worlds and stuff yeah. thing going on. Yeah, Dark Towers. I think it's. Um, I mean, I I'm not really keen on on sort of you know these fantasy RPGs. However, Dark Towers is one of my favorite series of books, um, and I think it could do well with a game. So. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I think I think the Dark Tower series would make a, make an excellent uh, an excellent game. Um, I don't know for me because that's what I was going to say was the Dark Tower because I love that. Uh, but another one that I would make, but it'd be hellishly complex, would be a, um, a book called Hyperion or the Hyperion series by Dan Simmons. I don't know whether you've heard of that. It's a very 
interesting sci-fi, very complex, but it would make a great RPG, but I don't know whether it'd be too complicated to make into a, a, a game that you could understand. So, yeah, it involves time travel and sort of... It's a, it's a little bit Matrix-ish, so everyone's controlled by this great big massive network of supercomputers. Uh, but they're different to the Matrix, though. So. How, so how do you spell that? It's, it's a high p- period? High period. It's H-Y and then uh, P-E-R-I-O-N, I think. Uh, by so I would spell Hyperion. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but it's it's a it's a huge series of books, about five books. But he he writes a sort of sci-fi, and he writes a little bit of horror as well. So he writes uh, uh, some interesting stories. Uh, but I like Dan Simmons; he's a good writer. Um, I mean, the interesting when I put this, some of the books that people come by, I've never even heard of. Uh, but anyway, Robin Brown he says, keeping with the Russian theme, I think uh, Sergei Lukan Yan. Kenko's Night Watch series could work well in a game form. Yeah, I would that's agree with Night Vampires, Watch. isn't it? Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I hate I like that. Sick of vampires. Sick of vampires. Um, Daniel Luke Hull says a Telltale Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game would be nice. I agree yes. with that. I think that's a good call. That could be. Yeah. Yeah, like a Hitchhiker's Point and Click Adventure game. I think that would work. Uh, Matthew Walter said Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> No. Uh, Jason Johnson says Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. No. Um, tired of vampires. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, James Bearden says Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, wait, they already did that and it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callum O'Neill said almost anything written by Brandon Sanderson. His Mistborn series is already getting a game of the uh, game in this year. His other books work well also. All the magic system in them would make for an interesting combat mechanic. And then we did get a couple uh, of tweets as well for this. Let me just find those. Oh, so you can do your Twitter thing now if you like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, once again, I'm a jukebox. You tell me what to... I'm playing this instead. Yo, yo, yo. I'm just kidding. I'm not playing that. Hit it. Saw a pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I twittered it. Twit, twit, twittered it, twittered it. Yeah, so we've got some interesting... We've got a few other comments as well, random ones. We've got... Uh... Uh, Step J said, excellent podcast again this week, as random as ever. Lol. There you go. Uh, Greg DeLacy at OC underscore Murphy's Law from the Overseas Connection said, uh, I tend to agree with Duke on the Oculus Rift. Plus, I know my wife will play pranks constantly whenever I <laughs> wore it. Yeah, really? I like that, I like that. Uh, then Paul B, in, in complete isolation, also said the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. So that's two people who recommended that gay, uh, book for a game. That's kind of good. Uh, we'll make good games. Lots of jumping around and fighting. Uh, John Mouse said... Uh, at veteran gamers hashtag play my game bitch I got a hu- I've got a thousand achievement points on Sherlock Holmes it's really shit <laughs> and then surface lizard surface lizard we've got uh, yeah we've got a tweet off him I've not heard of him for ages the old surface lizard and he says this uh, waiting for Godo the video game with exclusive non-content <laughs> DLC I <laughs> <laughs> see I don't get that what is it <laughs> Hello, darlings. Okay, so <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, Waiting for Godot is a play by Samuel Beckett. It's about these two old men who are sitting on a bench for the whole play talking about God. And that's, that's not like an awesome game. 
<laughs> sitting there talking. It's like my dinner with Andre of of books, of plays, or whatever. You see, that would be perfect for me. That's I like awesome. Wii games. <laughs> we had that. It's the bench, except it's just for one person. It is. I was just thinking that. Whatever that was called. That was weird. Um, it's called the Duggar, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, that was weird. Uh, school <laughs> school Duggar says the Killing Moon uh, story revolves around the uh, Persian order who can enter dreams and kill people while storing life force. That sounds <laughs> cool. idea. I'm liking that. Um, uh, and it carries on. Lots of political corruption on the scale of Game of Thrones would make a great game. Uh, nothing. Just bear with me. Oh, yeah, so uh, Antonio Phillips said, spent £65 on Naruto Storm 3 Despair Edition. Come on, really? Naruto? You don't have enough Naruto games already? Yeah, I know. Then he says, I'm 16. Oh, by the way, thanks for considering me as a veteran gamer. So there you go. You are a veteran gamer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's it for all the Twitters. So that's all the Twitters done. That's all the emails done. (laughs) You want to take out your socket and your socket? (laughs) <laughs> That's all the questions done. Uh, so all that leaves is some shout-outs, and we need to get the hell out of here because we've been... It's time for a Colbert Report shout-out. Hey! Yeah, there you go. So, Duke, over to you. Shouty out. Yeah, I think I forgot to shout some people out last week. People have been sending me stuff on Twitter, and I appreciate it. I don't. I can't remember everybody who's been sending me stuff. Uh, Jason Gore uh, showed me Parappa the Toaster. I don't remember exactly what it was, except it's something to do with Parappa the Rapper and a toaster. Uh, thanks again to Guy or Zeryug for gifting me Cubeman on Steam. And I also forgot to thank Duff Stuff for the Steam trading card beta gift thing. But that was confusing because I thought there was a, like a program that you have, but it's just in the background and you get cards from certain games and it's weird, but whatever. Um, and we didn't have a play date last week because I had the... Um, the bike ride but next week we're gonna be playing black ops 2 and it's memorial day the next day so i got a three-day weekend what what and that's okay you because you gave people plenty of notice that it wouldn't be on didn't you you know you didn't leave it till the last minute or oh anything you know these play dates a lot of people really have a lot invested like anybody f-ing gives a shit it's like five <laughs> people who ever come anyway so who cares i put so much work into these and, and if it doesn't happen people are like, well, what's the play date i'm like Nobody even cares of the play, which is fine. I'm just saying, like, I don't feel bad when I give late notice. Yeah, I give enough. plenty of notice. Three people show up. I give late notice. Four people show up. So what does that tell you? I don't know. People don't show up. Exactly. <laughs> so, Amar, over to you. Oh, well, I mean, the main one really is a, a, a good friend of mine's on, on Twitter who listened to the last few podcasts, Rob Davey. Um, I didn't give him a shout-out the last time I was on. He got spectacularly offended, so... Uh, shout out for Rob Davey. He likes to eat full English breakfasts and go on 50-mile bike rides. Does that work up? Um, Simon, Dan, Biking Macum, uh, The Pickle King, Chris Morgan, Nigel the Chap, comic book, comic book Villain, Retro Corpse, and Retro Joe. Shout out to all those guys on Twitter. And uh, that's about it. Also, yeah, I forgot well, to say, uh, I'd like to thank Amra for being here. Well, I was also... Going to do that, but I remember you've had yours. No, I've remembered you've had your chance. I know, but I forgot on mine and I just suddenly remembered. Yeah, too late now. Too late. So, yeah, I said it first. 
Amar, I would like to thank you for agreeing to come on the show and help us out this week. So thank you very much for that. Unlike Juku, forgot all about you. Terrible, man. Uh, and I've got a special... I've got a special shout-out for my bestest uh, buddy and now best friend and my favouritest person in the world, Chris Ho, in uh, Hong Kong. So... Uh, Hi there, Chris. You know, uh, I mean, you might be listening to me in your ears, but I'm I'm watching you. Just just to let you know, I can uh, see where you are. I, I know where you are, guys. Guys, can I make a, a little small request? Could you do, could you play that clip again of Chinny, the one that's sent earlier on? Video games, Batman, <laughs> Arkham City. I am playing it. I've got to the freeze thing, and. Oh, yeah, freeze, freeze got that all like, oh, I'm so cold. Get me my suit. All right, I'll do it in an Arnie voice. Oh, I'm so cold. What's an Arnie voice? Get out. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I love how he has to, like, find his... It's like if you have a tuning horn when you're about to play with a bunch of people on a musical instrument, and you'll play the A note, and everybody can tell where the A is. Get out. That's his, like, tuning fork for Arnie. <laughs> it is, it is. For Arnie. So what do you want to say about it? Go. Uh, no, I just probably the one. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I want to hear it again. Do you just want to even play it? Was that it? I thought there was some like purpose to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the purpose is to listen to Chinny being. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to shout out Chinny because he isn't here, so you know we do miss him. And you know, as much as we love Yama, you know, we love Chinny as well. You know, indeed, we love indeed. Uh, but you know he's he's sunning himself on a beach in Italy, so I hope it's nice weather, and I hope he's enjoying himself, and he likes Venice as much as I did. So yeah, and I hope he's eating loads of good pizzas because that's what you get over there. Lots of great food. We all like food, don't we? So yeah, so thank you for that. And who else? Just all, just in general, all the people who contribute to the show either by answering the polls or sending us emails or Twitters or Facebook stuff. And look, do you know what, Jason? I love you, mate, even if the other two don't. I always love you, Jason. You know, you're my favourite podcast listener. You mean Yeah, apart from you, Chris. I'm watching you, Chris. Yeah, I love you too. You know, my favourite listener. Oh, do you know, we haven't had anything off him. I just felt like playing that. I, he's not my, I don't think I love him any more or any less than anyone else. You're all beautiful to me. They're all beautiful. We love all the like listeners. Podcast. There is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. Is that how VGHub.net? I'm not going to interrupt you talking and then... Well, I thought we'd sort of more things. No, really. I'm done. So VGHub.net, yeah, get yourself down there. Listen yeah. to all this stuff. And there's another... Someone just emailed me. By the time this goes out, they will probably be an affiliate. Oh, what? Uh, Come on. Here, wait. I hope That's you check these guys out more than some of the others we've gone there. Some of them oh, are a bit Stop just... it! What, what? I don't like their logo. That's not a reason to kick people off the Velocity Gamers, Dingleberry. No, but you, you don't seem to check them or anything. It's just like, oh, email, then you can Why be do you in. Say that You're in. Don't check them. Because the, the one that I picked out hadn't had any activity for about two months. Well, I don't check them out month to month. I got better things to do with my time. Damn, you got some nerve. You want to take over this website? I'll see you offering to set up a free thing that you'll be the janitor of. I'm just saying. Shut the hell up. All right. Uh, I would like to shout out Who Dares Grins because that's the new site that's asking to join Velocity Gamers. It's a clever play on words. I will also shout out OC Skullduggerer because – He's trying to get me to listen to LTJ Bukem, and I don't know. I, I don't have anything against him. I just uh, hit and miss. 
Have you tried Laser Time yet, by the way? Uh, Laser Time podcast. It's good. You'll like it. I think you'd like it. <laughs> this week's was about guilty pleasure songs that they've listened to as, as teenagers. I don't have any of those. No, you you probably will have. <laughs> you must you must have a guilty pleasure song that you listened to that was really when you think about it. Now, I quite think terrible. Duran Duran is my guilty pleasures, but you don't think of them as guilty pleasure. You love Duran Duran, don't you? No, because you know you know Duran Duran did this thing where they managed to appeal to both male and females. Well, I was like twelve. Yeah, but not many not many groups have done that. Most groups are either all girls love them or, or the lads love them, don't they? But it's very rare that you get one that girls equally and, you know, men love in equal measure. You know, I think Duran Duran managed to do that, you know, whereas a lot of uh, groups don't. You know, because no lads now would admit to liking One Direction, would they? It's true. Yeah, it's true. There is another artist that could fit that same bill. All right, what's that? Who's that? Who's that? Kylie Minogue. Yeah, he, loves yeah, girls want to be Kylie and boys just love Kylie <laughs> for obvious reasons. So, yeah, no, I'm guessing you're right there. No, that's a that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, so you got a guilty pleasure song then, you must have one that, you know, apart from Duran Duran, there must be a song that you, you really quite liked at the time and now you think that was a bit naff. Um... I mean, Gundam Style's a bloody good example. Gundam Style's a good song, though. It's I, not a good song. Look, hey, terrible. if you're going to ask me to name a song that other people disagree with me on, I've got 100 million of those. But you're asking about a different kind of song. You're asking about a song that I liked once upon a time and now I don't like. And I don't know if I have any of those. No, fair enough. Anyway, so that's what they talked about, so it's worth a listen anyway. Give Laser Time a listen. It's kind of okay. cool. And on that note, we need to get the hell out of here. So, yeah, I'm going to say... See ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yay. Amar, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Thank you, goodbye, much love. There you go. Yeah, I think, you know, when I think about it, my guilty pleasure songs probably Ride on Time by Black Box. <gasps> oh, no way. I was going to say that. Were you? Ride on Time and, uh, oh, that's a fantastic song. Ride on Time I and, I um, that song. And, and, and Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract was another one. Oh, you see, Paula Abdul, that <laughs> was, uh, Oh, God, that sucks. No, no, play a bit of it. You've got to hear the singing, man. I'm hearing singing right now. I am not listening to any more of that. The featured song that that came on uh, in the bar on the side for uh, that song. (gasps) Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Did you know that for um, Black Box? Pump up the jam, man. Do you know that for, for Black Box, that ride on time, uh, it wasn't actually her that sang the song? No, no, no. It was a session singer. She just pretended to yeah. sing it. Wow. Yeah. Millie Vanilli, Millie, Millie Vanilli man. Yeah. Who could forget wow, Millie Vanilli? Wow, there's some gold here on the sidebar. Transceptor technology. Ah, there you go. Computer. Got the power, baby. Snap. <laughs> See, it's so funny. You know exactly what it is as soon as it comes on. <laughs>
Oh yeah. Power! This is mine. I told you when I saw that guy in concert, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. You can't beat a bit of snap, man. Uh, um, yeah, rhythm is a dancer though. Still my That's favorite. That's a decent song. Yeah, I like rhythm is a dancer. But yeah, no, I, that, those yeah, are mine. Like sort of. Yeah, hey, I've got a good one for you. Two unlimited, no limits. <gasps> Again, I was just gonna say two unlimiteds. <laughs> oh, <two laughs> See if you find that one. That was terrible. It was sort of terrible, but good at the set. That sort of the Gundam style of the time, really. Yeah, it was. The, the Twilight Zone and oh, brilliant. Doctor in the Tardis. Remember that? That's a good song. Yeah, that was by KLF. You know, yeah, really. KLF. I was just talking about KLF. There's, yeah, a, the there's another one which uh, still you might you might sort of might have liked them. Hadaway's uh, "What Is Love." Yeah, that oh, was I another hate that song. <laughs> cheesy sort of dance tune. Yep. Oh my god! All right, guys, I gotta go do stuff. Anyway, we're going anyway on the note of cheesy. Thanks, dance everybody. Shoes. Thank you, Gidon. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Armar, for coming Cheers, on. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Yeah, have a good Thank time. you. Bye, all.